In, baby. In. You're listening to CRBRadio.com. The words and opinions you are about to hear are of the hosts and do not reflect the management, sponsors, or affiliates of Cave Radio Broadcasting. the swat the players with twats we players with the twats yes it is talking shoot live on a sunday with me as always sash it's march madness baby march madness is going crazy this is man. your month i love this month man this is like my favorite time of the year tom Izzo got a fucking little like a uh, little what do they call that a little pimple in your ass crack what do you call that oh dude he was pissed and his name was henry and oh, like uh, I, I got no problem with that acting, dude. I got no problem with that kind of coaching. We'll bro. talk about that. You know, I don't either. I think but, just come on. Like, what do you expect a coach to do? Like, that's his job. But let's put it this way: Is Tom Izzo on the hot seat, though? No, 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 no. With the scandals and all that, you know what? He didn't do nothing. You know what? As much as I want to say, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like to me, you got to separate what Larry Nasser did with what you know. What's going on with Izzo? You know what I'm saying? He's 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 come forth with everything. You know when they do, you know their investigations. He comes out and he's you know up forth uh, up front about it, and he doesn't lie nothing about it, and he doesn't he has nothing to hide. Obviously, he's still there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what's happened around him, but no man, I'm I don't think he's in a hot seat for what's going on. I think uh, people trying to find you know uh, fi- uh, fire where there's no smoke. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they're trying to start something, and and I just say leave him alone, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, he's he's done a lot for the state when it comes to, you know, our basketball, you know, pro- program. He's probably one of the best coaches in the state of Michigan, hands down. Dude, the guy's done a lot, you know. Really, so, really quick, we, we got a shout-out to Raised Right Moving. It's about to be moving season, people, and I know it's a hard job. Do you want a reliable company? Let's shout-out to Raised Right Moving. If you want to know more, look up Raised Right Moving on Facebook or inbox us, and we'll tell you how to get a hold of Raised Right Moving. Great price, great quality. Um, I'm telling you right now, it's uh, if you, I'm going to be moving soon. I'm going to be calling them. But anyway, yes, uh, here's what happened to me on March Madness. I wanted to tell you. Um, so I went into the thing, and I just wanted to be spiteful. I, I'm, I'm not really – I thought college basketball did a horrible job of marketing uh, players. Like now you're seeing as the tournament – it's like they wait for the tournament to be like, look at John Morant. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I heard of John Morant a week ago. Really? Uh, okay, so let's just go forward. Like someone was talking at Carl's Golf Land. He goes, that John Moran out of the Bigaboo, he's really good. And I go, who? And I looked it up. I might have seen his name on a mock draft here or there, but I didn't know anything about him. I've never seen him play, you know. Um, 
that's wrong. That's not like all Zion's a once in a lifetime generational player, and they're they're pushing him down, and which is that's I mean that's just blatant obvious. It's like hey, there's Zion Williamson, right. obviously, right, 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 but. I want to know more. I want to know about these other guys. How come I I never heard of that taco guy? Taco Fall? Taco. I just seen seven, Taco six. Fall. He's from Senegal. He's a 7'6 dude from Senegal. And he can actually move. And he can move, you know. I mean, quicker than the normal 7'6 foot guy, you know what I'm saying? But he he's a he's a presence on the court, man. And like um but I noticed that he 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 finishes around the rim. He has some somewhat of a, you know, a, a touch around the rim, but you know, this is college basketball. It's different when you're seven foot six playing against all these guys. You know, it's gonna be different when he gets in the NBA. The team around him sucks. The, yes, they suck, dude. Right? They can barely get the ball over half court, and then they like try to go all over. Uh, if you have a guy like that and you lose games, you should be fired as a coach. I mean, he's well, just well, so not big, necessarily dude. because like. I mean, you can say the same thing about Benut Bowl when he was playing. You know, they didn't do nothing. Sean Bradley, same thing. You know, who else? George Muir's son. Is that cabbage I smell, George? Yeah. <laughs> Chicks dig it. I love that commercial. But, like, yeah, you got to think of, like, all these, all these like, high seven-foot foot dudes. They're, like, even if you look at Boban, they don't move. Nobody they should. I mean, like, to me, I'd love to have a seven-foot-six guy in there and just have a bunch of shooters around him, you know, so they can get a rebound, kick it out. But, like, is it is he that much of a game-changer for a team? Taco? Taco Fall. I think, uh, well, no, not right now. Right. I think I think he uh, if he could work on it. Speaking of big guys, I, I read an interesting story the other day, and uh, people might know this, people may not. Who's the biggest athlete on the planet? LeBron James. No, I mean that's not playing anymore. The greatest of all time. Jordan. Okay. What was made what made Jordan so popular? He was the first to do whatever he did, man. But I'm saying like what tongue, uh long long shorts, tongue swag, brought uh, Keep tongue, going, you're you're he, missing the big part. What was brought the thing? Swagger to the game. One more thing. Shoes. There you go. Shoes. So he signed a deal with Nike. What really upset Magic Johnson was he didn't get in on it. Magic Johnson kind of goes, ah, that Nike, I don't know, that's a bad move. What the really bad move came out this week that I guess people have known about this, I just read the article this week, Adidas. Michael Jordan wanted to sign with Adidas. Yeah, you didn't know that? But they just wanted big guys. Yes. Wow, man, that could have been, Nike could have been out of business by now. Can you imagine, can you imagine Jordan Buick rendezvous? Oh, Come on, bro. Those would be killer, man. Have, if you have something else, they'd be like uh, some kind of like, you know, other Buick, ugly-ass Buick. But, yeah, um, the rendezvous, I still can't get over this. <laughs> but you got like, to think about it, too, dude, is like how would, it, how would the whole Jumpman gone? Would it have been Jumpman? Would it have gave him his own, you know, you know, branch of Adidas like Nike did with Jumpman? Mm-hmm. With the Jordan brand, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder how it honestly gone with Adidas. You know, Adidas was so, it's, to me, it's so heavily in, in the soccer realm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all day I dream about soccer. Is that what Adidas is an acronym for? I think so. Pretty much. So, is this like, I could, I don't know, I don't know how it ended up, but you're sitting over here telling me that, you know, your your Adidas shoes are comfortable. They are. Really comfortable, so it's like not I, just shoes, man. I got a sweater on here. This is my golf sweater. They make fucking quality shit. I'm telling you right now. I used to be a Nike head. Like I still like Nike. Uh, I, I still have some Nike stuff. I like the uh, dry fit more than anything. But 
as far as like if you're gonna go spend some money, like if I was to buy a hundred twenty dollar jacket, I don't like the Adidas logo as much as I do the Nike. And you know, I don't know what that is. The That's three stripe a, thing. It's just some kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But I'm telling you right now, the quality and the and the comfort. It's it's Adidas all day. They make their fucking product a little bit better. Like I had Nike golf pants. They the fucking button shot off and the zipper broke. Like in within like a couple months. I've had these are Adidas. These are like two hundred dollar golf pants. These things have lasted me, and, and like it's like you get what you pay for with Adidas. It's not ripping, nothing. Right. I, I even bought Under Armour golf pants. They broke. Like These are awesome, and it's like, so I just trust Adidas. Like Once you start, that's what I want nowadays. Do I want to pay $80 as a grown man like on some shit that I don't need, but I'm like, I want it really bad. Pay 80 bucks and then it breaks. And right. you're like, well, what the fuck? You know? Or Adidas, you pay 50 on it and it just lasts a few exactly. more years longer. Well, Adidas shit, it's expensive in golf. It's, man, I went, to, I went to go look into the pants. They have these striped pants I like. $100, man. I'm like, God, 120 bucks or something. I'm like, oh, my God. For golf pants? Yeah. But how often do you wear them? Oh, a lot. Well, as often as you play. As often as you play. So. You play a couple, you know, you get two pair and then you kind of rotate, you know? Right, but, right. Uh, so your butt crack's not stinking. Um, speaking of butt cracks, um, it looked like Tom Izzo had a pimple on his butt crack. Uh, <laughs> what do you call that? Uh, hemorrhoid. And uh, he's screaming at a player. Could have been an ingrown hair. I I loved your take on that on Facebook, and that's why I shared it to our page because I felt like you come with like I I want more sports takes like that on our page too. Like I don't care if you put it on your page, but gotcha. share it or something. Right, yeah, yeah. I think that 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 when you came from a couple of different things you've talked about. I, I like the way you put it, and um, go ahead and elaborate, elaborate a little yeah, bit. Elaborate on that. Sorry. So, like, I saw it happen to me, dude. Like, I went to Indiana basketball camps. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in, I believe I was in fifth and sixth grade, and then after seventh, eighth, and then my my high school years, I went to Michigan football and basketball camps. It was easier going to Ann Arbor for my parents. You know what I'm saying? Right. Rather than drop me off at Bloomington, Indiana, drive all the way back. You know what I'm saying? Another four-hour drive to get me. Whatever. So, you know, those are the kind of coaches I like. I like coaches that get in your face, that show passion. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I saw that, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's about to hit him. He's not going to hit him, dude. He's just getting in his face. He's letting him know. He's going to poke him in his chest. He's going he's gonna, to, you know, hit him in the shoulder. You know, it happened to Penn I believe it was Penn State's coach earlier this year. He, he, he pushes up one of his players in the chest, dude. And the player didn't mind it. And the parents never stepped up. Because those parents right there are the ones that are raising quality kids. The parents and the people that sit there and bitch Amen. about Izzo getting in, in their kid's face, and they're like, oh, well, they're on a 10-point run. Yeah, but did you realize at that time, Henry missed a few shots and had four turnovers. You're talking about at the beginning of the second half, right, in one of the biggest tournaments in this country, right, in the sport. He didn't see a 10-0 run. He saw one of his players struggling. One of his players turned the ball over four times. That's huge. In the first half of the game, you, he's he's headed for an eight to ten turnover game. You better nip that in the bud now mm-hmm. before it gets to that eight, nine, ten turnover game, and they're and they're out of the turn. You better nip that in the bud now. And that's what great coaches see. That's what great coaches do. They coach, and as a coach, you have to kind of be a father in a way. And there has to be that tough love. And me as a father, do ask my kids, ask my wife, tough love all day. I, I don't give I don't give my kids an inch if they don't do what they're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's good. That's what you're supposed to do, right? And that's that, that's my job, right? 
I laid down with my wife. I made five kids. It's my job to make sure that they're good citizens in this world. Am I mad that he acted that way? No, because we saw when Arns snapped his uh, leg in the Big Ten tournament. That kid was screaming on the court. You know, thank God it was a high ankle sprain and the kid can recover for it from it. And he didn't snap. He doesn't need surgery. Mm-hmm. But did you see Izzo on the court crying? Why? Not because he feels bad for the kid. I'm sure he feels bad for the kid. But his love trumps everything for that kid, for that team. And that's 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 what kind of coach that I would want to hand my child over to. You know right. what I'm saying? That cares because the moment, the moment, I tell my kids this all the time, the moment I stop getting in your face, I start getting on your head, on your back, I stop doing it, dude. You be very weary and you be scared because I most likely am starting to give up on you. Because I don't waste my breath on people like that I do not care about, that I do not love. You know what I'm saying? And if it comes to that in the coaching realm, in the fathering realm, those people that do not get in get the you know an Izzo or a father in their face, you know, yelling in their face. With a sprinkle of spit in their face. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, coach has got in your face. Your dad's got in your face. And you've everybody's gotten the say it, don't spray it. But you can't say it. Say it, don't spray it. You just got to take it, right? And that's how life is, man. Because nothing's going to be easy. Nothing's going to be handed to you. If it is, good luck. Vote Bernie in. Be a socialist. Be a lazy ass. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Not in my household. And not up in Lansing. And I, all the people that are against it, grow a pair of nuts. Please go down there and feel around and let me know if you have something there. Let me know if you are one of these toxic males that they talk about in the media. <laughs> right? Because every household needs a toxic male. Because if they don't, their kids are going to end up being psychopaths. Yep. Beating women, mm-hmm. and the girls are going to be shaking their asses on the pole. Well, they could be, you know, have mental issues. Uh, you know, I, I heard uh, the guy from Duck Dynasty, the dad. Um, he's got his own Phil. Little, Phil. He's yeah. got his own little podcast. He gets on there, and he talked about, I shared it, he talked about uh, Terry Crews got in trouble for saying there needs to be more father figures in the in the ghetto and, and, and other things like that. And, it's true. And people jumped all over him. And, and, and. And Phil basically said, he goes, there needs to be more what you're saying of a man figure who, you know, my grandpa was hard as hell. He was the hardest man. My dad turned out, my dad's this world-class guy, man, a world-class. And what I've seen is he let me fail on my own, but he always showed me the right way. If right. I did the wrong way, that wasn't because he did anything. It was just because I, you know, he was a little bit more loose than his dad. Like his dad probably beat the hell out of him. Right. My dad would kind of just be like. You fuck up. You look. You learn from that, right? And uh, but but knowing I had a great dad, and it's like, man, I'm gonna be a great dad because I had a great dad, and, and his all- dad had a great dad, and you keep passing it down. And even when I, when we talk, and I don't have a kid, or I uh, I like to mentor ki- people. I mentor uh, grown men. I mentor uh, people that don't have nobody. My buddy's older. His dad doesn't. He's not in his life. I kind of take a big brother fatherly role. Right. I like what you say. I always listen to what you say. I learn from the best. You got to learn. But if you guys out there, or we'll just talk about coaching. You know, um, who was one of the greatest coaches of all time? His name was Bear Bryant. He'd have you out there in a hundred and twenty-five degree day, fucking running twenty-five miles, 
fucking about to puke, almost dying. Nowadays, that shit is, you, you probably get in trouble. You know, you see what happened to the well, Carroll, exactly, Maryland coach. Exactly. Um, but coaching isn't supposed to be, a, you're protecting your job. You're making millions. You, you have to look over and go, this guy's fucking it up for me. I was a coach of my hockey team. And the guys would like, some guys didn't understand it. And I'd be so hard on guys and I'd pull the right strings and people go, you don't do anything. It's like, so I said, one time I go like this, I said, all right, for six games, I'm not going to say shit. We lost every game. And then I go, I'm coaching again because you guys are fucking retarded. We come back and uh, the last uh, five games, we won five in a row because I coached and I show and the guys go, wow, you were right. And I said, yeah. See, people don't want to listen. People don't want to be told what to do nowadays. You know, like I, I, I teach golf lessons. This one guy yesterday, he was messing up. He's going like this with the club, like strangling it. It's, you're not supposed to have tension. Right. And he goes, I don't have tension. And in my head, I'm like, well, that's what I'm saying is you don't want to listen. Golf's the main thing. Like, if you don't want to listen, you're a dead player. That's what great players say. But it's all over. Like, people just don't want to be told what to do nowadays. And uh, that's why I think Zion. We, 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 you know, we always go, you know, full circle. I want to go back to that too. I got, I got a really interesting topic. But keep going. Keep but going. I just think Zion is a coachable guy, and I think that he, like, when you said it, like last week, you said he's the type of guy we'd hang out with. He sounds like, but I heard more and more of him talking. Isn't he an intelligent kid? He's just like, but he gets it where he he like gets it on another level. He's like, I got to work hard to get where I'm at. And I'm like, you, where, when did you hear that? Like the last player you heard that from Kobe Bryant. Right. So, but anyway, you were, you said you had something. Well, I want to double back on what you said about, uh, you know, Phil from Duck Dynasty and Terry Cruz about, you know, we need more, you know, male figures in this world, yeah. you know, in, in houses, especially, you know, in the inner cities, I'm going to double, double that down and just say what we need, dude, is a good unity. A good mother and father unity, a good family structure in this country. That's what you need. You know, I you know, I don't even care if it's, you know, if it's a lesbian couple, you know what I'm saying, and they want to adopt kids, or a gay couple and they want to adopt kids, at least have that family structure where you can give that kid the you know, the opportunity to have a, a great life. You know what I'm saying? Because every every kid comes in this, you know, world as a, you know, to me as a block of marble. And it's up to you as a as a as a, you know, as an adult, as a guardian, as a parent, to chisel that kid into something great, you know what I'm saying? And and when I just see, when I just see, you know, cats get on Izzo for doing what he did, it bugs me. It really does bug me because we are living in a nation that's sissified. We are living in a nation that I can't get in your face and tell you how I feel. Really, that's how it's gonna be, and you get to storm off and. You know, stomp your feet and, 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 you know, whinge, whinge, whine, whine about it. Come on, man. That's not how the real world works. Or at least that's not how I want, I want my kids to act in the real world. Can I ask you a question real quick? Shoot. You know damn well that a woman created participation trophies. There is no, and, and there's some strong women out there that would don't even agree with parts. Like, I love some of these women out here, man. Like, uh, you know, they wear like the little camo hats and they're like, right. You know, they're just like some of these ladies, man, we have some good women out there nowadays and we got some trashy dumb, you know, but we have some really good women nowadays and it takes two. We talk about men all the time. If you have a down woman that, that is the exact same thing that you're talking about for male but understands the male has to do his job 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? You can't be the best dad you can be if your wife hindered you. Don't do that, honey. No, no, that's not how I want to do that. You say, no, I'm being the man, and I'm raising my kid like this. And if you have a good woman, she goes, well, that is the way it's supposed to be. Right. You got a bad woman, and it's the opposite. But who created a participation trophy? Either either that or somebody that was really uh, uh just someone that didn't win at anything in life because participation trophies, you know, you can be a, you can be in a chess club, right? If you're the master at it, you're number one at it. You should get the number one trophy. Not everybody else should get a participation trophy just because you whooped everyone's ass in it. If you're listening, it's garbage. If you're listening, me and Sox were athletes. I, I've always done well. I've all you've done well. I know you know we've always had great teams, been on great one titles. This that this that. I still golf at a high level. You you play uh, rec basketball. You know what I mean. You do your thing still. You could play soccer right now. Wrecked wrecked basketball. Cause this is what I feel when I'm out there. Right? <laughs> but I'm saying like, okay, if you're out there and you you don't, you don't you've never played a sport well. Right. Okay. Say you're like the uh, uh, really scrawny, and you know you, you. Okay, don't join a football team or like a basketball team with no skill and go like this and go. Well, I just wanted a trophy, and I want to be. Well, that's cool that you want to be a part of a team, but if you want a trophy for winning, go find something you're good at. There's things out there that you're good at. Right. But the thing is, is like there's participation trophies in those things too. It's like it's it's like it's like it's like we can just talk not even sports, accolades in general. When 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 kids like I say, they go to like chess competitions, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, a spelling bee. You know, they don't give sec you know, they don't care about second or third place. You know, th- this kid's the one that spelled onomatopoeia right. Give him the trophy. He won. Not every other kid be like, oh, yeah. How do you spell that, by the way? I have no clue. That's why I said that. I'm not the one that could be in spelling bee. But, yeah, man, those participation trophies are everywhere. I don't think just in sports. I think you you see it if, if kids are in theater. You know, so you see it if, if kids are in some kind of extracurricular activity that's not sports related. It's everywhere. It's, every, it's, just, it's just like it's deep-seated into society's mentality. You know what I'm saying? And which leads me to kind of the next thing, you know, how we kind of go back to Zion. Yeah. I'm bringing LeBron back into the fold. I knew it was happening. Um, me and my wife, we're going to the gym Friday night, right? And I'm and I have, you know, the Spotify app and I have I always grow my grow my uh my list, you know, my playlist. I have a playlist I have like 300 songs in there so I can hit shuffle and then work out do whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, are you familiar with the artist Papoose? Yeah. So Papoose has a song called Discipline. And on his uh, one of his lines, he says, you know, back in the days, even the fans were loyal, stuck with their team until they made it. Now, nowadays, y'all switch teams every time LeBron gets traded. And this is, and I, and I looked at my wife, I was like, wow, that's did a you line. Go, did you go like this and go, woo! I did it. I did the, the hip hop. Oh, dude, dude you, you, you know that's that's and, a. Rick- and you replayed it a little bit. Like, and, blah, 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 blah. I, oh yeah, I, re- I I started it back over. I'm like, Woo! Did you hear that line? And my wife's like, Dad, it's kind of you know. It made me think. Like, is it acceptable? Mm-hmm. And has LeBron made it acceptable? Because we grew up in an era where teams got stars stay with teams forever, like their whole their whole career. Kobe's the last one to do it. Dirk should be the last one to do it. You know what I'm saying? Is LeBron responsible for the way some of these kids think? Because he is the next big thing. A lot of people, he was the next big thing, right? 
Since 2004 up until this moment, f- past 15 years, it's all been about LeBron. It's been about LeBron. You know what I'm saying? And his mentality, is it trickling down to the, to the NCAA? Is it trickling down to these high school kids? Is it trickling down to these kids that go and play street ball, dude? Because there is no loyalty anymore. And like, like you said, it's so refreshing to see Zion Williamson is saying, you need to sit out, bro. And he's telling you, nah, I live for March Madness. You're telling this kid who's probably been watching March Madness yeah, since he life. was his whole life, wants to be in that tournament, wants to win in that tournament. Side note, he's from Spartanburg, South Carolina, right? Where's What else is in Spartanburg? Wofford. Wofford University was the first one to go after him. Can you imagine if that dude was on Wofford with all those shooters? He'd probably win. Yeah. Wow. Win wow. Dude. Can you imagine that, dude? If you had Zion, Zion in the middle and all those shooters around him? I would honestly... I like Duke, so I can't. I, I mean, just, it's but but, but we, we we had this conversation yesterday about John Morant and, and uh, Zion, and these are two dudes that you know, like I said, probably been watching their whole lives. And you could tell them that, oh, sit out, sit out. What are we teaching these kids? That if you don't like your team, sit down, act like a baby, pout, yeah. stop your feet, throw a temper tantrum, you'll get traded. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we teaching these kids? I think it's, especially in basketball, it stemmed from LeBron, dude. You look at it. He's walking walking in the Staples Centers, drinking his wine. Like, for real, bro. Like, honestly, like, like, I know people try not to be, like, I'm not a role model. Too bad you're in that position. It was bestowed upon you. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure sure Spider-Man didn't want to have to go to, but, you know, with great power, it comes with great responsibility. There's my, there's my nerd quote for today. But that's what happened to LeBron. He has great power in this game. He has huge responsibility to all these kids, whether, you, whether he wants it or not, because you know why? You're a multi-million, damn near a billionaire off of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I see, and I see stuff for his stupid, um, the million-dollar run, you know, the thing on, uh, you know, and I was like, this is why this guy's in L.A., to do stuff like this. He's taking. He's not going to play for the next two months. Ironically, his show's going to start right about the time when the playoffs start. You know, him and Tim Tebow. You know, it's just like it to me. It's so fake that I know why LeBron is in LA yeah. to be his mogul, to spread his brand, to bring back Jason Friday the Thirteenth. You know what I'm saying? I see that bullshit, and I think everybody else is starting to see it. Chris, I think you're starting to see it. But it's still, these youth, this youth still sees LeBron as the best. He can't do no wrong. And LeBron goes to the Atlanta Hawks next year. They're going to be Atlanta Hawk fans. You know what I'm saying? There's no loyalty. These, these kids and this society is the way it is because I think people like LeBron James, and, and it's pissing me off because I think LeBron James is a good dude, but, but his actions, he, is, he thinks that walking into the state into the uh, stable center with wine is just a little thing. It's cool. No, no, dude, it has big implications on these little kids who watch you. Huge implications, and I think he's and I think he's not taking that to heart as he should. And it's and it's killer knowing that one the, one of the best players in the generation of NBA's, our generation, this generation right here, for for kids who don't know nothing more than that. I think he's doing a disservice to these young generation, dude. I think he's a perfect role model for the soft, soft generation because he's soft. And here's my thing that I came across this weekend, and I want you to get your take. I was hoping that I noticed something this weekend. Who's having a great year? 
It's his last year. In basketball? Yep. Having just a tremendous year. Dwayne Wade. Oh, Dwayne Wade is having a good so, year. So Dwayne Wade worked out. Last two years ago, you could see he was breaking down. Um, if he would have stayed on the Cavs, would they have won the title? I mean, no. well, no, because hear me out, right? Because instead of J.R. Smith, Dwayne Wade's out there. Dwayne Wade doesn't make that bonehead. So now up one game, stealing a game on the road, going into game two, you don't know what could happen, especially with Dwayne Wade playing like he is right now. If he played like that that year, but he was busted down, broken, right? And he was like, kind of like he was getting chubby. Like you could see when he was dribbling, like he was sloppy. And like now you can see he's working out. Now, when I look at LeBron the other day, he was in an interview talking about out of the playoffs, right? He had some face fat. And LeBron some, did? Yeah, some of our people out here, you know, might understand, like, I'm like that. When I work out, my face will get, you can tell my face. If I don't work out, I'm like pudgy. And then when I work out, my face, and I, I look at athletes like that, and I seen Dwayne Wade. And he looks like great shape. He's trying. He's doing this thing where, where, like he said, one more year. All I have to do is get in shape one last time. I'm doing it one last year. You could see that that's what he did. Right now, you're looking at LeBron. He's playing like shit. And now I look at him, and his face is fat, and he's like looking demoralized. And something's wrong with LeBron. And it could be wine. It could be like you know, some people go like this and go, "Oh, I have a glass." You see, he drinks all the time, right? Oh, I'm drinking wine, drinking wine, drinking wine, drinking wine. Well, what? Well. Maybe you're you're a fucking alcoholic now and you don't even know it. All right. Oh, you got to have wine with every fucking thing, and wine's like satanic, dude. Like, don't like think about it. Like, there's so many different. I've read some things. It's like Michael Jackson. I was watching that Neverland thing last night. Oh god, he had to have wine at the end, like a crackhead. Like, what is that? I mean, well, I, well look at you. What? what? What's the first thing you gonna do when we leave here? What? What's the first thing you gonna do when Smoke we leave? A yes. Well, well all the cigarettes aren't cigarettes aren't a yeah, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not a hundred million dollar fucking athlete that uh, if I was I wouldn't be smoking. I smoke because yes, I would. yes no, you I would. would no I wouldn't no I wouldn't I, I probably would. Well, we'd be smoking anyway. <laughs> brought to you by no <laughs> brought to you by. Uh, I what I was just saying. Do you get that though? He's not working as hard. So here's my oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's because it's because it's because he is. Building his LA brand, he's building his mogul, but he's not it's, building anything. He's damn near ruining everything. No, he's not. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. It is, dude. He it has is. a production company. You don't need to know it's LeBron James that's behind it. A few of Michael Jordan made Space Jam, and he had like five, six, seven years left. LeBron's got one or two years left by the looks of things. If he wants to, like, if he's playing like this, if he plays like this next year, he might as well retire the next year. Like, I think this is the worst thing LeBron could have done. And and he gave up on his team. He gave up once Lonzo Ball went out. Like, he gave up like a bitch, dude. Like, it's just like they were uh, in the fourth seed at one point. He got injured. Maybe he's injured. I don't know. We don't know. You know what I mean? So it looked like what happened was he got injured. He took 14 games off, and it looked like he got out of shape, and then he never got back in the shape. That's right. what it looked like. You right? Because, I mean? you so, know, when you when you wake up every morning, bro, and you get to walk out in your million-dollar mansion, <laughs> right? and like, everything is sunny, and like, oh, I might just have a glass of wine with my breakfast. You know, it's brunch. It's, you know, 12 o'clock somewhere. You I know, have it, a snack after I drink. You right. know, it's, it's Ex- like some bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so yeah, but LeBron. Uh, as far as the other thing goes, the one thing that people like, I got, I got to straighten this out. First of all, 
he goes to Miami. People go, oh my God, he goes to Miami. What a trainer. Oh my God. If you live in fucking Cleveland your whole life, you've never seen anything. Have you ever been to Miami? I haven't been there, but I've watched a guy, uh, Dwayne Wade and Adamacon Sue ride a boat to the game. It's common sense. It was like a great, I, I would have done that in a heartbeat. Anyone from Detroit would have gone, hey, you want to go to Miami? Oh, uh, let me think about it. Hold on. Um, okay. Oh, and save money in taxes too. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, that's one of the biggest things. Right. All right. So now, now he goes. Okay. Now he feels bad, and he goes, "I want to do something crazy. Won a title back in Cleveland. That's just that, okay. He, blah, blah, back in Cleveland. He won that title in Cleveland just so he can get a pass to come back. But first of all, name well maybe Kevin Love. And besides, like, when's the next free agent going to go to Cleveland? It's not happening. Never going to happen again. So he was the biggest free agent to go to Cleveland. So we went back to Cleveland. Now we went to L.A. People, oh, we went to L.A. Once again, are you going to want to live in L.A. or, or Cleveland? Cleveland? Especially if you have a production company. He already had a house in L.A. Right. He had it there for a few years. The writing's been on the wall. I'd want to live in L.A. Probably. No, I've never been out there. I mean, like, if you're LeBron James, I'm saying. If I'm you're LeBron there. James and you can live in, like, a billion-dollar gated community, yeah. But everywhere else, no. I, I, love, I love Michigan, bro. I love my four seasons. I love the fact that we don't got big bugs. Crazy, you know, uh, poisonous animals. So I, I'm, I'm good right where I'm at, man. I'll stay in the mitten, dude. I love it. Well, we got to get off LeBron James, man. Let's talk about the new LeBron James. Who? Zion. Zion. He goes against Taco today. Yes. How how badly are, is Duke going to win? Because I'll tell you right now, the that's the game that changed my mind on the tournament was the Taco game. I was watching. The UFC, uh, the Virginia yeah. Commonwealth game. Or Virginia, For yeah. a few minutes there. It was a fucking good ass game. It was a boom, 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 and one, and one, and one. I was like, "Oh wow, this is a game," and it kind of sparked my interest. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think Duke's just gonna blow everyone out of the water. It's getting easier for Duke now. They play U- UCF. Like, who the fuck is that? Nobody. They're gonna blow them out, and then who else? They, you know what I mean? True. So, um, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like their their time to get popped is coming soon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like me, when I fill out my brackets, I always go for the upsets. I like I like seeing the upsets. So I have Michigan State actually upsetting Duke. You know later on, I, uh, you nah, know, nah. Uh, Michigan State might not have like NBA caliber players, but boy, they they got some nuts on them. They got some balls on them, bro. And they're you know they're they're a tight knit group. Um, I just have them, you know, just because I want I, I root for the underdog. You know, Warford still in it. Wofford is not Kentucky beat. <sighs> yeah, but dude, they um they look good that first game. Oh man, dude. they were that was amazing. That Hoover, watch. that Hoover dude that they had, the white kid Hoover, man, dude, him and the other guy they were all white. What do you mean? Yeah, dude? Hoover. <laughs> and I can't white, I can't think of the fir- the other the uh, the one who just beat the record. Mc, Mc, something weird name. Um, it's Hoover, and I can't think of his name, dude. It's bugging me. McGee, Fletcher McGee, bro. Those guys can just pull, bro. Can you imagine putting Zion in the middle of that, bro? It would have been nice. But the thing is, like you were saying the other day about, you know, John Morant. You're like, yeah, he ain't going nowhere with Murray. How did Murray State do? Well, Murray State doesn't have, you know, the top three players in the out of the top four friggin' picks, man. I don't care. You know? I don't care. Then to- don't go there then. Don't go there then. Obviously, he wasn't. 
He wasn't, you know, touted anywhere spell, else. He couldn't spell the without the H, dude. You were given the H and the T, dude. I mean, does that matter when you're shooting the, a jump shot P-H- as nice as him? A. <laughs> like, dude, he, he, basketball is basketball. A, four, right. a four-year-old could throw a basketball in the hoop, dude. Wow. And, and, and like, not, can, not the way he was doing it, though. Uh, I don't think he had a great game last game. He had what? Four, Are you kidding me? He was like, he shot like Kobe numbers, like 50 shots, and he made like 12 baskets, dude. Like, uh, I'm telling you, man, he's a good player. He's not Zion Williamson, dude. Like, it's just uh, like uh, he has a way better stroke than Zion. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. So I don't know about that. What a better shot? Easily, hands down, he has a better shot. The way it looks, yes. Efficiency, I don't know. Zion doesn't miss sometimes, man. Zion can do it all. You know what the tiebreaker is? Who can jump three feet? And, and then who would win on a one-on-one between Ja and Zion? Well, Morant had 28 points, four assists, yeah, five what, what was the shooting, though? I don't know. 27 shots, and he made, like, eight. Like, like Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it, was uh, it was bad. Exactly. I, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up further. If, if I gave you 27 shots in a, a game, you would get 28 points. I'll tell you that right now. You think so? I appreciate it. I think it. so. I, I appreciate so. it, man. But, no, I, I can't find it. So who's your sleeper in this thing, man? Who's my sleeper in this? I don't know. Who's it's, left? Is Michigan in it? Who do they play next? Do you man, know? why are you asking if Michigan is in it? You know Michigan's in it. I barely Doggy. know, dude. Michigan plays uh, TBD Thursday. TBD? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. They got uh, the to be determined. <laughs> so who? How, how's that work? Who do, I, I got to look mine up, my bracket. What's, uh, what's the possibilities here? Well, Michigan has a pretty good, uh, you know, to me, probably pretty good shot to get to the Final Four. I think, um, I think the committee kind of screwed over Michigan State. To be honest with you, you know they gave them, you know a, a a Big Ten, you know, team in the second round, which should never ever happen. You know, so you know I couldn't tell you if Michigan or Michigan State's going to go further because I have Michigan State upsetting Duke. So, Michigan, I know uh, Michigan State plays LSU next, which is kind of a tough draw, too, because LSU isn't, you know, some kind of pushover school. They, you know, they got to where they got at. They beat Maryland, which I was root for Maryland because I want, I, I like to see Big Ten teams. You know what I'm saying? Six, six, I think six or seven Big Ten teams won the second round, you know, or the first round and moved on. So, you know, I was rooting for Maryland to win, but LSU ended up taking that one. They play Michigan State next. Um, Gonzaga is in it uh, still. Florida State. Michigan is going to play the winner of Buffalo and Texas Tech, which I think e- they can easily handle those two teams. You know what I'm saying? Um, that game's today? That game is no. Well, Buffalo and Texas Tech is today, and then yeah, I mean. that Michigan game I think is uh, going to be the Thursday. Yeah. This is when they next play the next round that of That Buffalo-Texas Tech game, that, that looks very interesting. Very man. interesting. Buffalo man. looks good. Yeah. And we're going to see how good they really are when they play that. And then uh, will Buffalo be the outed? That might be the outing, man. They could be the underdogs, man. They could, you know. And then today we got um, today we got Virginia against Oklahoma, Oregon, UC Irving, which is too crazy because those are two double-digit seeds that, you know, uh, Oregon went upset, Wisconsin, UC Irvine upset, Kansas State. So those two teams are playing. That might be a pretty uh, uh, decent game. 
Well, Villanova lost to Purdue. Purdue moved on. Um, Iowa and Tennessee play today. North Carolina and Washington play today. They play the winner. Uh, they the winner of that plays Auburn, who uh, beat Kansas. wasn't really big big of upset. Uh, Auburn was seated fifth. Kansas was seated fourth. Um, Ohio State and Houston plays today. Let's go Houston! And uh, the uh, the winner of that plays the Kentucky uh, Wildcats. But yeah, man, there's a there, we're getting we're getting down to you know that Sweet Sixteen coming up. We're gonna find out who's gonna be in the Sweet Sixteen after today's tournament games. But um, I think it's a pretty much an easy road for Michigan if they can obviously get past. Uh, Buffalo or Texas Tech, and if they do, they'll either play Gonzaga or Florida State, which Gonzaga has my dude Ryu Hachimura. Hachimura. Who, Gonzaga? His name, yeah, his name is Ryu Hachimura. I've seen him. He right? looks all right. He, they actually have him going to the Pistons in the mock draft. That'd be nice. It wouldn't That'd be bad. Be really it wouldn't, nice. be, wouldn't be bad at all. I don't bro. think he's going to stay that long, I mean, uh, on the draft board. Well, where are the Pistons drafting at? Well, I think right where the Lions are drafting, right? No, hell no, <laughs> eighth or ninth? No, dude, the Pistons are going to be out of the out of the lottery, man. They're in the playoffs right now. They're in the playoffs, and um, the hell, Nets like the, the Nets are on their seat. heels, bro. The Nets are on their heels. If they lose one more game, they're in the seventh, dude. We play garbage at Golden State tonight, man. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? We're going to lose, and then who do the Nets play tonight? Ah. Uh, Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're not quick enough. Nets are gonna are, are are gonna end up being the Nets. Don't play tonight. The Nets' next game is the Trailblazers tomorrow, and they play, which is good for us. They play the Nets next, or they play Trailblazers, Seventy Sixers, Celtics, Bucks, Raptors, Bucks, Pacers, Heat. So those are the ones that are on our heels, right? They're in seventh. Mm-hmm. They're in seventh, and um, who's in eighth? And Heat are in eighth, and Heat beat us with Justice Winslow running the point. Justice Winslow is a good player, dude. I'm telling you right I now. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not, I'm not, I would take him over Stanley all day, but I'm telling you right I now. Wanted him back in the day. Pistons are just gonna miss the playoffs, dude. I don't know why. There's like eight games left, and they're gonna miss him. Watch. I don't know why. I, I think maybe Stan didn't do that because uh, Justice didn't want to come here, like a uh, Carmelo situation. So. Then, then, then you got a good player to trade away, right? You know, you know what's saying? cool about the? I actually want the Pistons to lose, uh, and they're actually only a few games from tenth spot. We could go on a four game losing streak, and Charlotte could come up. Um, so we could always we can go all the way down to tenth possibility. That you know what's kind of weird is like you're usually looking how far you can go up. And with the with the, the Pistons, with were, the like, Pistons were like, hopefully they go down, down right, know? right, because this is too deep of a draft to fuck this up. Absolutely, like, this was not the year to like. Because here's the thing: we want to get out of mediocrity mode, right? Um, I think we've been wanting to get out of mediocrity mode in, in Detroit sports for a long time. And who's the most mediocre player on the Pistons? Uh, Reggie, <laughs> exactly. We have to get away from Reggie Jackson. Yeah, but they should have got Mike Conley somehow. I mean, like I would have took Mike Conley over him. Yeah, but you're you're trading, you're trading uh, experience and for youth, you know, in a sense, and you're just swapping contracts. You know, what I'm saying no one wants to pick up uh, Reggie's contract. That's why Conley wasn't shopped. No one wanted to pick up his contract. You know, what I'm saying no one's gonna 
they're, they're not worth it. Conley, Conley, when when his contract was signed, he was the highest player in NBA history ever. Psh, dude, I was a heaven sent for him because he's not getting that same deal or any anywhere else. I think Conley's a good player. I don't think he's like oh, demanding of that kind of money. You know, it what depends. I'm saying if your team needs a point guard, I think that he could be the the guy that I think he's a top seven point guard in the league. You know what I mean? Does he have a ton of upside? No, but he dude he 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 plays well, man, and he he doesn't have anything around him. Who's he have around him? He has nobody. Nobody. You know, you know. So. he has uh, Jaron Jackson. I like him. I think they should retract the Grizzlies, like bring him back, t- t- take him back to Vancouver. No, I mean just take the franchise and just. Well, then that will leave us with 29, 29 teams. And this, you're, you're saying just get rid of that franchise. Well, relocate then or something. Dude. Supersonics. Just, yep. Get rid of Memphis Grizzlies. Go back to there Seattle. Have go. a Supersonics yep. team. Because you know what? Seattle, they, they need a basketball team. Bro, and, and how iconic are Supersonics, man? Yeah. You know, growing up, man, you know, we, we heard today was a good day. What teams does he mention? The Lakers and the Supersonics, man. Yep. By, by the way, I got to actually watch the Lakers and the Supersonics game at the Forum. Before the Sable Center, it was I think it was the last few years they were getting at the forum. My mom's uh, first cousin Johnny, my uncle Johnny, took me and my dad to the forum, and that was when um, the Lakers had Cedric Sabalas and Nick Van Exel. You know what I'm saying? Like so just before they were good, just before they were like really good. But <laughs> was Ray but, Allen playing? Uh, Ray Allen was not playing, but Sean Kemp was playing. I watched Sean Kemp, and, I, and that, this, this is a time I love Sean, Fat Sean Kemp. Or it was it was fatter Sean Kemp. It was a time okay. where you know you know. I grew up to those, you know, you know, those VHS tapes where where Sean Kemp they'd have that little mixtape of Sean Kemp dunking on people and do this little point. Yeah, you know, so you fall in love with Sean Kemp, right? So, got to watch that. It was cool, but I remember uh, Cedric Sabalas had a crazy game that game, and the Lakers did in fact beat the SuperSonics, and it in fact was a good day. I like Nick Van Exel. Yeah, Nick Van Exel was he was sweet. He do he was he was ahead of his time, but yeah, you know Reggie. I just don't like Reggie. I don't know. It's he's not a dude. What do you? He looks like the guy from the captain of uh, Captain Phillips. I I'm am the captain, captain now. <laughs> and uh, you know what's crazy is why are you sweating, dude? Why are you sweating? What do you mean? Like, why is he sweating? Dude, it could be like twenty seconds of the game. He's sweating like I've been standing most of our lives living in the gangster. But you know what, bro? Tremble, I, I sweat when I get out of the shower, so like I can't blame the guy. I'll, I'll sweat. I sweat my sleep. It's something's wrong with the guy, dude. It's it's Detroit. It's dude. healthy. Be, Sweating is healthy. It'll be fifteen fucking uh, minutes. Uh, it'll be like ten seconds. He must go through a hard warm up or something, dude. Like he's gonna. Or people, people just sweat. You ever see Shaq? Shaq's yeah, Shaq was 350 pounds. I'm talking about a guy that <laughs> looks like a scrum ball. He looks like a Too burnt Shaq. piece of bacon, and he's taking forever Shaq. over there, dude. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> he's a shredder, right? Okay, we got. I got to ask you something, man. What, what have you been watching? What have you been watching? I've been watching. Oh, dude, I've been watching Titans. It's on the DC Universe app. I'm watching Titans. I'm watching Doom Patrol. I've been watching that Umbrella Academy on Netflix, which isn't isn't bad for for you. Have you seen that? Umbrella? I've seen the. I've seen it. I I didn't watch it. You know, I've seen the, it. The, crea- the, the creator of that was the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, right? Oh, so okay, that's probably why I didn't watch it. Right, right. So I'm not into that emo, oh, you know, you know yeah. stuff. But he wrote a pretty good comic book, man. It's not bad. It's intriguing. It's different. Um, so I've been watching that. But last night, me and my wife went and saw Us. I, I've been hearing about it, Jordan Peele. Oh God, yeah, I, I'm okay, bro. 
It looks insane, dude. It is a great movie. My wife went um, saw it last night. Well, how she got the tickets was crazy. Is um, someone left a credit card at at the restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, whenever that happens, they put it in the safe and they wait for someone to call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the guy ended up calling back. Guy ended up being a manager at Imagine Canton or Imagine Theaters out in Heartland. So um, he had sent one of his uh, employees come up, come up and get the card, and my wife gave him the card and. She, uh, the guy gave her two complimentary tickets. So we're like, bet, bet, let's do that. So she got these uh, spiked like seltzer waters. I think they're called like some iron claw, whatever. So we, we, you know, I hid those in the pockets, dude. We went and saw. Uh, Wait a second. So you broke the law? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> I'm just breaking the law, breaking the law. But yeah, so we went in there and, you know, cracked the cans on the. Cracked the cans. <laughs> And that movie was great. But um, what was cool about it is that my aunt had posted um, an article of uh, Jordan Peele talking to Rolling Stone magazine saying that he drew inspiration from this movie from an episode of The Twilight Zone from the 1960s. The uh, the episode was called, I think, A Mirror Image. So I was like, let's do it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it and go see it. She's like, all right, let's do it. Watch that uh, episode of Twilight Zone, bro. And you kind of got, you know a feel for what Jordan Peele was going for. And then you watch this and you're like, okay, I understand where I, how he drew inspiration from this Twilight Zone show. So I suggest watching that Twilight Zone show. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's season one, episode 21, like the night, the very first season. That shit, like some of them, I, I watched a few of those, man. There's some of those that you'll be thinking about for months after watching Dude. the Twilight Zone. I watched one man and like, it, it still like haunts me to this day. Dude. Right. Like, Something about a clock and a ghost would show up at the at the same time at, on the clock. Nah. And so this guy goes like this and he talks to this ghost, right? And the ghost goes away. And this guy comes up and he goes, Who are you just who are you talking to? And he's like, I, uh, Bob Gibson or whatever his name was, you know? And the guy's like, Bob Gibson's been dead for twenty five years. Oh. And dude, and it just like hits the guy and he goes, what do you mean? Like, oh, dude, it's fucking insane. It, it's, bro. So it's like it's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Tell him Large Marge sent you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh, dude. I, so what happens in the movie? So like, all right. So the show, what happens in the show, on Twilight's own show, it kind of sets it all, set it up for you. So this lady's sitting in a bus station, right? In the, this is a Twilight uh, Zone episode. So the the bus is late. So she gets up and goes to the you know the guy that's getting tickets. She's like, you know, what's going on with the bus? He's like, lady, I told you like ten minutes ago, the bus is late. She's like, what are you talking about? It was the first time I came up to you. He's like, no man, you've been coming up to me for the past hour asking when the bus is leaving. You know, for fifteen minute increments. She's like, whatever, okay. She's and then she looks back there and like her suitcase is back like in the check in and she looks back and her same suitcase is like sitting next to her where she was at. She's like, what's going on? So, you know, so she goes in the bathroom and 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 the lady, the janitor in the bathroom is like, ma'am, you were just in here. Are you okay? You know, you look different now. She's like, I wasn't, I just the first time me coming in here. So like, <laughs> so she opens the door, dude, and she opens the door and like she sees her doppelganger sitting there and shuts the door and she gets freaked out. And then she's like, and the lady's like, are you okay? I'll get you a wet, wet rag and all this and this. So he puts on the head, opens the door, and her doppelganger is gone. So this one dude, like, comes in and sits next to her. They start chatting. She's like, do you believe in, like, different realms and this and that? And I'm just like, this is, like, kind of his time for 1960s. They're talking about, right, like, dude. you it know, like, they're talking crazy. about, like, parallel universes and how they're, like, you know, intertwining. You know what I'm saying? And how, like, you know, 
in this universe you have a counterpart and the universe has somehow got got you know tangled together and the guy's like this lady's crazy so he's like i'm gonna go call my buddy because they missed the they missed the bus because they're trying to get on the bus and she sees a doppelganger on the bus she runs away so the bus takes off and they're left and they don't get on on another bus till like seven in the morning so the guy's in the night there so she starts telling him about like parallel universes he's like oh this lady's kind of crazy he's like i got my buddy i'm gonna go give him a call so he calls the cops and they come in and admit her to the to the uh to like the psycho ward whatever so the guy's like feels bad and he feels bad for the chick so he's like all right I'm just going to, the guys like the conductor's like, you can just stay in here until seven in the morning when the bus comes. He's like, all right. So he goes to sign in, puts his bags on, goes to sign in, turns around, his bags are gone. Sees a dude running outside. Starts running after the guy. He's like, hey, hey, the guy's running outside. It's him. It's his doppelganger. And he's looking at him smiling. And he just takes off. And the guy stops. He's like, who are you? What are you doing? And that's how it stops. So then when you go on to, um, so then I, I feel like, like uh, Jordan Peele kind of took it and ran with it from that point on. And just made doppelganger doppelgangers and how many are there? Like f- everybody that lives in this one town where this chick's from, mm-hmm. they all have one. It's like a, it's like a, kind of like a government experiment gotten wrong. Okay, and it's like everybody is like, like you can control your doppelganger, like you can do whatever you you. It, it's crazy. Like they'll show people like on like a roller coaster because like the area where they're at, it's like a little Coney Island. It looks like Coney Island. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. on a beach and there's like that like old school, I don't know, amusement park feel to it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. On a dock and everything. You know what I'm saying? So like everybody in that movie is like, they all have a doppelganger and you're walking through the area where they're kept and like there'll be people like on like the roller coaster and you'll see them like people that are standing like in a, a line two lines and they're like in a corner of the room and they're going because they're they're acting like they're on the roller coaster because the real person is actually on the roller coaster above them it's it's crazy dude it's crazy and you can control them and it's it's weird at the very end there's a complete twist dude and i looked at my wife i'm like dude what is it it's i I can't tell you twist. i want you to see it i can't i want i don't want want to be a spoiler it just came out you know what i'm saying i don't want to spoil spoiler alert here he comes dude dude. it is a it is a great it is a great twist of an ending you don't see it coming i mean you kind of have an inkling that there's something there's something something left out in it you want me to tell you this yeah spoiler alert okay so whoever wants to see this Stop listening. So the chick, so the chick who's you know grown up and 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 she has you know the two kids. Yeah, and she's uh, the one chick from Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And they come into her house and they're like, they have to like kill you to take over your, you know who you are. So the whole movie they're fighting like their doppelgangers, right? And like the husband can control, you know, can kind of control his. The guy was trying to kill him, and he like smacked his head off like something and like hurt the dude you know what i'm saying because whatever you do to yourself you're doing to them right so the son you know he walked back he he he, he like put his arms out and walked back and made the, made his doppelganger walk into uh the fire you know what i'm saying the other girl like had to and, they, and he killed it and he killed it okay right so no more comes after no him. more comes after him right okay. but the mom like mm-hmm. like the mom she can't control her doppelganger for some reason and she goes down into you know, when she was young, it it starts off when she was young, and she walks away from her parents on this dock, and she goes into like this like hall of mirrors, right? And she sees her doppelganger in this hall of mirrors because they're kept in this like facility that's below, right? 
and she like freaks out and runs away, dude. And like her parents like were looking for her for like twenty minutes, right? And so she was like shocked from seeing her doppelganger in this hall of mirrors that she like wouldn't talk, wouldn't do nothing. So they had to take her to like um they had to take her to like these like uh counselors and these psychiatrists and it like and they got her back to normal again. Well at the end of the movie, what actually happens is the real girl goes into the Hall of Mirrors, right? And her doppelganger chokes her and messes up her neck because the the doppelgangers can't talk. They just talk like this. They like talking grunts and stuff like that. (laughs) So the doppelganger ends up killing the girl. That's what happens at the end of the movie and switches her and leaves her down there and assumes her life. And at the end of the movie, she realizes it, that she was actually the doppelganger and she looks at her son because her son saw her kill the doppelganger because she got kidnapped. He got kidnapped at the end of the movie, so he watched it go down. So he knows his mom, his his real mom is, is actual doppelganger that killed the real person. And at the end, she just looks at her son and just smiles, and the son just goes, "Holy shit!" You know, because he realizes that the doppelganger killed the real killed the real chick when she was younger and left her there. And then that, the real chick was the one coming after her to get her life back. Fucked up? Watch so, it, dude. So wait, so wait. Watch it. Is, it is mind-blowing. So what, did the mom not talk the whole time then? No, no. When she was a kid, she didn't talk. Until she started like getting like therapy and therapy, and, then, and, it, and it, it regressed who she really was. It regressed who she was. Because they kept on telling her, you went to this Hall of Mirrors. So she, the whole time in the movie, she's thinking that she's the original girl. Until the end of the movie, when she goes down there and all her memories jogged back and she figures out who she really is and she was the doppelganger. And she assumed the girl's life. And the real girl, for like 30 years, was planning on taking back her life. So the real girl did take back her life? No. The doppelganger ended up, and, and nobody knows about it. So it's like Except a triple fucking. It is a triple fucking. It is. Go watch it, dude. It is oh a great. God. It is a great, great, great fucking movie. Is it really, really scary though, dude? It no. looks like it's fucking. It's not. Scary. Like, it seemed to me like I, I, I'm. A, I'm what a about person. Get Out? Compared get out to was, Get Out, yes, it's just as good as Get Out. I mean, was Get Out scarier? No, I that was pretty fucking scary. I don't think, sometimes, like, to dude, me, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Scary, it, like it's creepy. Like, like Get Out to me was creepy. Yeah. Which scares me more than like, oh, J- Michael Myers jumps out of a you know something to give yeah. you a jump scare. Yeah. I'm not really big on jump scares. You know, I'd rather see Pennywise standing in the middle of uh, floating in the middle of a swamp with a balloon just staring at you. That's right. creepy yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for sure, Get Out was creepy. This was creepy. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like to me, I like creepiness better than I do like scariness. Like getting in your face, hack them up. You know, this was a refreshing to see something different. You know what I'm saying? So I suggest. Anybody wants that to go see a movie, awesome, go see Us. It is a great, great movie. You know what's dude. funny is I could show you a post. A kid goes, Us sucks. That kid sucked. <laughs> He's kind of boring. <laughs> so, but anyway, no. So what else? Anything else? You've been watching? Like, so you told me what you watched. Yeah. I, you didn't, did you, have you watched this Neverland shit yet? Or no, no, I have not watched Neverland f- primarily because I don't. You already knew he was a molester. I don't, so it's like, oh, I don't, okay. I mean, is it, is it true? Is, do they have mad evidence on it? Or is it just honestly hearsay? Is yeah, they, they have, you know what the evidence they have on it? The guy looked like a fucking porcelain freak at the end, and he sleep with little kids his whole fucking life, dude. Yeah, but sleeping with kids or, or having sex with them. 
Well, here's the thing. Like, like, they, like having a slumber party is different than, you know, having an orgy with kids. Here's the thing. The, the, the people actually talking about it, where they come from, they had to be coached really well. And if you watch it, the one kid actually looks like he's lying. Like, you could see, like, it's a money grab, obviously. But, but the one kid who was a choreographer, and he's actually famous, so he really doesn't need the money, per se, I guess. He looks like he's telling the truth because he like he'll like cry at the drop of a pin like remembering shit and he'll like but the other guy's like he just like looks like he's really like trying to get over on people. My, my girl's like he looks like he's lying, but but here's the thing: is there's other maids and shit that walked in and like one mom knew about like one mom kept saying like she goes I know something's going on and everyone's like just shut up no one else well if she knows something's going on why is she taking her kids to the neverland ranch why are they taking their kids there if if you ask me why are they taking their kids there in the first place he was so persistent oh and yeah no, i don't give a shit how persistent anybody I is about you. about wanting to have my kid a grown man wanting to have a slumber party with my kids i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just be like oh, okay he's so persistent i just let him do it who's your favorite actor Ooh, that's tough. Uh, who's dude. the most uh, famous person in the world? Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan wanted to have your kid over no. for a sleepover. No. No. Michael Jordan? No. I don't know. As much as much as knowing what you know now, no. But I mean back when there was a more no, trusting period. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because I, I don't I don't you. trust I, you. I don't trust I feel anybody you. with my kid, dude. But you know what I mean? Like back in the day they but here's the thing, like, yeah, there's a lot of evidence on him, dude. One guy looks like he's lying, one guy doesn't. Oprah gets on there, and Oprah is kind of like the tell-all. Like, if she believes one way, everyone else believes the same way. Too. Right, right, right. And Oprah's on there like, he's a fucking molester, dude. And like, And that's like a refreshing, for me, it's like to see, like, usually like a Democrat or a liberal, like, they take the, like, he's not a molester. It's like, what? Like, all this shit points to him being a molester. There's only, like, a couple things that don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were talking about this last night. Like, I'm a big Macaulay Culkin fan. Like, I'm huge. Like, I like, he's just polarizing to me. And I, like, see him nowadays, and his life's fucked up. Now, you're telling me that he's not harboring something that happened, maybe? How do you know? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not. I don't know. But I'm saying, I'm, like, thinking about it on the outside looking in. These guys told themselves that... He, the guy goes like this, you know what he said? It was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life, man. I've never heard this before, and Oprah actually said it. She goes, when a guy's touching you like that, it feels good, and that's the messed up thing. And the kid goes, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. And he was saying that when he was 7 to a, a 14, he loved Michael Jackson. Like, he was in love with him. Like, he loved him so much that you know he didn't realize what was going on, and he realized that he loved him. And Michael probably showered him with money, so he probably was like, "I don't want this to go away. I'm like special. I'm in Neverland. You know, I'm one of the, these special children." But like, man, dude, like they showed Michael did a lot of what it's called uh, what do they call that grooming, and that's when you get in cool with the parents and and you and you like. And then, so they like let you take the kid and shit like that. You know what I mean? And he did. He they said he was just like a master at that, and uh, he he was a freak, dude. And for him to look like how he did, and have all these quirks, for people to go, there's no way he's a molester. Like, what are you looking at? Like, do you not read through the lines? His face looked like a fucking. 
You know, he had that disease. No, who who said that? Like, see, well, my thing with that is that, I mean, it's a catch twenty two. You know, what I'm saying, I think could, it, could was the possibility for molestation there with Michael? Well, heavily. You know, what I'm saying heavily. If you're having kids slumber party, you're a thirty something year old man. But that again, is his mind there to be thinking of sexuality like that? Because I think that man has been beaten and abused by his pops, by Joey. For a long time to the point where, you know, his maturities regressed or never even matured. He's still in that, you know, childlike state. You know what I'm saying? Or did he, because he, Neverland Ranch, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about Neverland. You go there, you never grow up. You know, you got you got 80-year-old kids there and still in 10-year-old bodies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is, it, is it his little sick fantasy or is he just relating to Peter Pan because he is a grown man with a child's mentality? Okay, can I go here then? You can go. How, many, how many times did you? Uh, I had a sleepover every weekend, right? When I was growing up, it's just natural progression to go. One guy pull a weenie out, you know, when you're little, you don't go, hey, weenie time, you know. It's right. like that happens, dog, you know, like, right, like, right. like where shit like that happens, you know right, what I mean? Right. We weren't all just, like, wanking each other off or anything, but, like, we, there was a times where you're like, weenie time, you know, and everyone would laugh, you know, or something, you'd be like, hey, I'm playing human coat rack, and we used to do that, joking around, you know, we put a fucking hat over the fucking You're so stupid, yeah, So, like, what I'm saying is, if you have all them sleepovers for that many years, something's going to occur like that. You know what I'm saying, right? And like, you, you, was he the weenie puller? Who, Michael? You think he's the one that pulled yeah. his weenie out on everybody? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Bubbles. <laughs> what if hey, 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 Bubbles. What if you're sitting there like this, dude? Like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> what? No, horrible. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there, dude. The guy was a weird motherfucker, dude. I I believe that I believe the choreographer guy. If you guys, if you watch it, it's actually well done. Um, but the one mom, dude, this mom that would send her right. The one mom was like, "I knew it," and I said, "Burn in hell when he died." And this other mom's like, "Me and Michael were such good friends that I, I still can't get over it, and I don't believe it." And 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 the, like the guy's wife goes like this: He won't let the mom see their kid. She goes, "You put my husband." At that fucking place and got him molested, you're not allowed to see my kid no more. And that's where I think that it's real. Like, that's where I think the guy's not lying because the wife is an Asian lady and she's so strong about it. Like, she's like, no, he, like, he's fucking, like, you could tell by her seriousness that something happened. Even if he was, he can't be lying because he's seriously, dude, he'd be like the best actor of all time. But the wife goes like this and goes, he's fucked up and i can tell like and i knew he told me the truth when he said he always had a joke and said if michael was a molester i guess i wasn't pretty enough and he said one day that how it happened was he goes like this and uh the brother-in-law goes up to him and he said something or he said that my wife had a dream that you were molested and when he he was like this he was like shocked you know and the guy goes he goes, I used to tell that joke, like, oh, I'm not pretty enough. And he goes, I just couldn't do it at that time. He said once he had a kid, he he envisioned Michael doing that to his kid, and he became enraged, and then, then he understood that it was wrong. But he didn't understand when he was a kid because he couldn't, 
You know what I mean? Oh yeah, most definitely, dude. When so you, when he had a kid, you know, right. so when you have a kid, Chris, you planning? You guys planning on having kids? Yes. When you have a kid, it's gonna change your f- whole outlook, perspective, everything in life, dude. Because you no longer move. Every time you move, you're not moving for yourself. You're moving for someone else. So it changes your whole whole aspect. Uh, I get that. Question to you is now. Now with this all all this light of Neverland Ranch, and everything. Who won? Prince or Michael? Prince. Okay. No, I mean like Prince or Michael with yeah, what? Prince or Michael is being like the man. The like, man? The, yeah. The argument, who is the GOAT, Prince or Michael? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but I think Prince, I, I think after light of what's going down. Dude, I, I got to be honest man. with you. I know one song with Prince. I don't know any. I, I know he goes. <laughs> what? what the fuck is this oh that's prince oh okay. you know you know prince. michael jackson you know, we're talking about music michael jackson blows prince out, out, You're of, out of your water, fucking dog. mind you do you know that prince played you at- were not alone you were not alone yeah Come well on, you, where do you think you got that lyrics for that song yeah? <laughs> that's what i'm saying right. dude. if you think about him being a molester and think about some of his songs dude yeah. Yeah, Prince I got, am touching you. So yeah, like, oh my purple, God, purple Rain, Little Red Corvette. Come on, uh, bro, I could list off more songs on one Mike album than any of Prince's, all of his collection. Yeah, but dog. the thing with Prince is, is that at least Prince, you knew what you are getting with Prince. He was eccentric, he was weird, he was sexual, whatever. But that dude played his own, every single, when you listen to Prince, when he cut his, his a song, he played every single instrument. Domi, Domi. When he would play live, obviously his band would play his stuff. But when he was in in the recording studio, when there was a guitar, he played it. When it was a bass line, he's the one that did it. Drums, he did it. Flute, sax, whatever, he did it. Vocals, he did it. That dude is very underrated as not only an artist, but as a musician. Is you finished or is you done? I'm done. I'm telling you right now. But but I'll tell you right now, put some fucking respect on Prince. Okay, put some respect on that name. Uh, well, I'm telling you right now, Michael Jackson, dude, Black or White, Jam, Thriller, all the whole album of Thriller. Billy Jean's not my lover. I'm just a done. Man, da, da, you seem da, more da, like a fan. Are you are you hurt now? Are you hurt? You no, like man. Because a Michael fan, and all this comes out. Are you hurt no, now? No, can I tell you something? I was one of the first. I was one of the people when I was younger that was like, "Are these people fucking serious? Like, you can't see he's a molester, like." They were crying and like, free Michael, uh-huh, and all shit. And I'm like, bro, he, what? Like, if you even have that associated to your name, you should be tarnished. Right. You should have like, you know what I'm saying? It should be 50-50 or like 70-30. It was 90-10. It was 90-10. When the doves cry? Come on, dude. I, uh, damn. What damn, damn. Fuck? Bro, he had damn, three damn, songs, damn, bro. Damn, damn, damn. Damn, 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 damn. Come he had on, three dude. Songs, he, bro. Oh, dude, no way. <laughs> he had three songs, man. Uh, we, uh, well, we're just going to sc- scroll right through it, dude. You know, we got a little bit of NFL draft talk. Okay. Because they had a big thing coming out this week. It talked about the Raiders having the 20, uh, what was it? Oh, man. I think it's like the 25th and 27th pick or something like that, 22nd and 27th. And they're talking about what if Detroit were to trade down and get those two picks for the, the eighth? Eighth pick, yeah. So then, wh- where does that leave us with? Are we going to get to you know end of the rounders? Or are we going to get a good one, good stud? Well, that's my thing. Is like we've been going through the picks, right? 
And even if you go like this and you keep adding guys and you keep uh, like lock that other quarterback, now he might come into play. And we don't want, we don't need that. Okay, you come in. Now you got uh, Rashawn Gary. Don't need that. Two, three offensive linemen. Don't want that. Probably need it, but don't want that. You know, there's two offensive linemen that'll probably go. You're still sitting with a guy like Cleveland Farrell. Or, you know, the second best corner. Or, you know, there, there's, there could be a linebacker and a – I don't know. I think I'd do it this year. I think I think it's a deep draft class, and I think that I would do it this year. I really do. Curious, man. I think the Raiders are sitting perfect, and I wanted to talk to you about this, and I'm glad I brought it up, glad I thought about it. I love Vontez Perfect, and I'm very proud that the uh, the Raiders – Got him, and I'm I'm a huge Raiders guy, and I'm happy that the Raiders got him. Dude. Good topic. So you you don't agree with Chris Carter? No, Chris Carter was a bitch. Anyway, Chris Carter was mm-hmm. uh, he wants to talk about his team. Well, he smoked weed and got kicked out of the league like a bitch. He was a diva. Uh, Chris Carter was a very soft NFL player. You don't like him because he went to Ohio State. Chris Carter was one of the softest NFL players I've ever seen him. He he literally catched the ball with one knee on the ground so the players couldn't hit him, dude. He was soft. Bro. What do you mean? You have to get – it doesn't matter. It's NFL. you got to have to get hit. It doesn't matter if you put a knee on the ground. We're, so if you were starting a team right now, right. you rather have Vontaze Perfect or Chris Carter? Chris, Chris Carter in his heyday or Vontaze Perfect in his heyday? Chris Carter in his heyday. Yeah. Absolutely. He's absolutely well, right. I, he's I mean, he's, I, he's I guess, a, uh, absolutely right on his assessment on what kind no, of person Vontaze Perfect is. Absolutely. Oh. So wh- what did he say? Let's go back. What did Chris he Carter say? Basically said that you know, and he's right. This is a brotherhood. At the end of the day, you might be playing for different teams, right? But at the end of the day, this is a brotherhood. And just like I said, when 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 all fandom aside, when that man, when that kid Kyle Arns damn near snapped his ankle in Michigan State, I felt bad for the kid because, like I said, all fandom aside, you never want to see somebody get hurt, mm-hmm. never, because you don't want to see it happen to somebody that you love. And you don't want to see it happen to somebody else because you don't want them to go to the same pain that you or your family or your loved ones have gone through. He's absolutely right because Vontaze Perfect goes out there and he wants to hurt people. Because it's football. It, there's a difference between going hard, right, and letting somebody know and laying the tag on them or deliberately going out there. To, when you deliberately go out there to hurt somebody, dude, that's, that's to me, it's almost on the same playing field as assault because you're not, you're not playing the game. Right, you're going out there to do to do bodily harm on somebody when you don't need to be doing it. So what if the guy went after his knee? You don't see that, but he hits a guy and he goes, "Look what he did." This is a violent game. You don't like it? Don't play it. Don't watch it. This is a violent game. He needs to. I love the way he plays. I love it. I don't. He's a linebacker in the NFL. If you don't have a chip on your shoulder like that, who's one of the nicest guys? Off the field, and he was a great lineman. His name was Warren Sapp. You know, he hit Chad Clifton so hard, he, he broke his neck. He ended his career off a, off, off a fumble return that he blocked, and he ran. He literally ran over and just decapitated him. Now, was that right? No. Could But is it football? Yes. Yeah, but You the, have to keep your hand on a swivel at all times. But Warren Sapp doesn't go out there looking to end people's careers. He doesn't go out there and looking for the cheap shot. Do you, do you think he was like, oh, I'm going to hit him and I'm going to break his neck? I don't think – I think Vontez perfect. With all the things that he has on his name, like look at a, anyone that we know's record. Like I know guys that we have long lists of records, but did we really do anything? It's like not really. 
I got a big driving record. Did I do anything? No. And in front of a court one time, I, the judge goes, well, you got a whole list of uh, infractions. And I said, yeah. And guess what? I didn't do any of those. And she goes, you're under oath. I said, okay, can I be, I'm under oath, right? I didn't do any of those. And she goes, well, how do you have? I said, because I drove a sports car and I was 20 years old. That's why. You get what I'm like, he drives a, a physical sports car and he's in the limelight. And I just think that, dude, he played for Cincinnati. He's a great player. He's one of the best. He's probably the top five linebacker in the league. I think if he would have kept Khalil Mack and added Montez Perfect, that team would be lights out right now. I'm happy for Montez, dude. I'm not. I, I, I've never liked Montez Perfect in the, in, in the first place. A lot place, of people you know don't. A lot of people and, don't. And you know what, Chris? You, you drive a Charger, right? Yeah. What, what's the top speed on it? I don't know. What, what does the speedometer say? I don't know. You don't know why? Yes. Have you put it up that far? That no, far? No, 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 no. You probably, probably probably took it to like eighty, ninety on the freeway, something like that, right? Yeah, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you break that bitch out? Why don't you put it to one hundred eighty degrees? I mean, one hundred eighty miles per hour. Why don't you do it? I'm scared. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to to get the point A to point B. You don't got to go one hundred eighty miles per hour. Right. Vanta's perfect to make uh to make a block uh, to make a uh a play. He doesn't need to. Put his helmet in someone's back. He doesn't need to when they're on the ground and the play's over. Stick his fingers somewhere he shouldn't be sticking them. He doesn't need to be doing that, especially if it's a brotherhood. You don't need to be doing that in a brotherhood, right? And Chris Carter for being in that brotherhood and bringing that brotherhood for so long, and then still being in that brotherhood by being in an uh, uh, analysis. Come on, dude. He has a lot. He has a lot of weight. Behind what he's saying. So what kind of brotherhood is that? Let me ask you something. If Chris Carter was an average player and he had four other wide receivers better than him. He wasn't an average player. I'm saying, I'm saying if he was and he got cut and he made one year a thing and some guy shot up steroids, but he he made the starting spot and he got cut. Does he go in and say, hey, he's on steroids? Like, these, this is your job. This is your livelihood. This ain't no brotherhood. It's every man for themselves. And I think that uh, Chris Carter can say all he wants when he's not playing. Who You know one of the dirtiest guys to ever play the game? Ray Lewis. Dick Buckus. The guy, he was feared. Uh, they hated him. Ray Nitschke hated him. There's got, all throughout time there's been players. Is, is Vontez, am I like sticking up for him being sloppy like that? No. I mean, there is some things that you can't go, hey, well, all he did was try to break the guy's neck. <laughs> like, there's not, it's not like I'm trying to like say it, but I'm going to tell you right now. As far as linebackers in the league go, he's one of the best in the league, man. And does he have a lot in the tank? I don't know. He's getting older, but I would take Vontez on my team. Give him a little attitude, dude. Fuck it. Dude. Now, with with all the shit he's done, dude, even what he did against A.B., dude, he could have ended A.B.'s career, dude. You know and, what I'm saying? And we're seeing A.B. right now, right? And we're seeing this flake that people go like this. And at the time, you didn't know A.B. was a flake, did you? So you're like this. You're like A B. We love A B. He what? catches touchdowns for my fantasy so, so, team. So what do you think? So he's another guy stop hits the shit on. It's like oh, well, okay, but it's like the guy's a fucking prick, dude. So it's like Levante's <laughs> birthday. Looking at the guy like I fucking hate this. I'm guy. not saying he might not be a prick, but does it merit him a, a spinal? Spinal. M- my back. Hey, you know what? I broke my back. If you don't like it, stop it. You know what I mean. If you, love, if you don't like it, run run faster than him and get away from him. That's how great he is. He can sting your ass because there's no getting away from him. He's a monster. I dude. got no problem with you stinging. I got no problem with you hitting. The problem is is that the extra he does. 
He he tries to go the extra mile to make sure somebody gets hurt. That's just not to me. Just not. It's not cool. So let me ask you this: You know Jadavion Clowney, right? Yes. As soon as the about a second before the play is over, he quits. That's his knock. Like he's got some kind of engine. So it's like he he's about to. Uh, oh, the play's almost over. Okay, I stopped. Vontez does extra after the thing. If if Javion Clowney played a little more like Vontez Perfect, he'd be the greatest player to ever play the game. That's the thing is, it's a fine line between. You got to understand too; these guys are wired different. He puts a lot of time in the gym, dude. You get a lot of testosterone flowing, dude. You, you I get bet. crazy, you get I crazy. Bet. He I might bet. be on something. You never know. I bet. You know that's what we were talking about, Michael, a minute ago. There's one thing that you're forgetting. What did Michael do for 30 years of his life? Sniff coke. After a while, that shit's going to fuck your brain up, dude. Right. And we don't know what he was doing. And then they say in Studio 51, he was the biggest coke and meth head there was. So so after a while of doing crazy drugs crazy drugs and crazy stuff, it's going to get to you. Exactly. Okay, so all all this stuff that Vontaze Perfect is doing, it's not going to get to him. And he's not going to slip and maybe get do something that he cannot come back from. That's what I'm saying is if you're the Raiders, a shitty team, just like Kareem Hunt, right? What's the difference between Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, and, and Vontaze Perfect? Vontaze Perfect, to me, goes does out there it and, on the field. Yeah, okay. but he tries to hurt. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't what you, matter. What are you? What are we talking about? We're playing fo- someone getting hurt in football. Yeah, but it, if it's if it's if it's avoidable. Didn't you say your if favorite player needed. was Steve Atwater? Yeah, but Steve okay. Atwater. What the fuck do you think he was doing? Steve Atwater. He was trying to kill people. All right, there's a difference between going and laying a hit down on somebody, right, and walking away. Fontes Perfect, Perfect wants to do more. He wants to maim somebody. Like, like yeah, Atwater wanted to ring your bell. Ronnie Lott wanted to ring your bell. Dawkins, Cam Chancellor, they wanted to ring your bell, but they wanted you to get up. Perfect doesn't want people to get up. I don't think they wanted to get up either. No. I don't think they wanted anyone to get up, dude. It's all about knocking players out. That's a secret thing that a lot of people don't realize. Like, we had Coach Steve in here. Um, you know, uh, Coach Steve from Long John Silvers. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, um, but, yeah, uh, no, but, like, uh, you know, he was talking about, like, you know, they got guys that, uh, they got guys that, uh, you know, like go to hurt people and i don't want none of that. you know what i was about to be like i was about to open the door and be like dude get the hell out of here bro right. i don't want he, guys he, to hurt people it's fucking right. football but it's dude. a sport dude it's a, a sport it's fucking football there's sport there, the, there's there's certain things that come with sports being a good sportsman then, then you know what i was gonna say no he goes i don't want guys playing angry what the fuck were well, you I, talking I, about? I want, dude? I, I'd want you guys, want a guy fucking pissed as fuck, but you got to control it, right? And Vontez doesn't control it. It's a difference. Okay, I'll give you that. There's he a difference. Doesn't he doesn't control, control it. it, and it's going to lead to somebody getting really hurt. It's going to lead to somebody losing their career, dude. And it's going to lead to the players' union dropping some shit on perfect. You, you know ever, what I'm saying? Because they're going to check me if something like that does happen. You ever see that meme where it's like? How you don't like my driving, but did you die? <laughs> That's kind of like what. It's like, do you like his hard play, but did they die? Right, you know but it's like, like, but, like, but there's a possibility that they might. That's the thing. And when you when you add in more percentage of a possibility, yeah, obviously the risks go up, and it could possibly happen. Shout out to Long John Silver's of Belleville, though. <laughs> Horrible dog. You dig? You dig? All right. Anyway. Okay, uh, we got more to talk about, dude. Uh, Vontaze Perfect, 
is he a dirty player? Call in 734-377-3737. Actually, I don't know what the hell the number is. But <laughs> You're horrible. It's 734-274-5888. 274-5888. Area code 734. Um, but yeah, uh, Lions got a new uh, acquisition. Oh, Jesus. Cornerback, 6'2", 29-year-old, uh, Rasheen uh, Melvin. He's an ex-Patriot, ex-Raider. Get the fuck out of here with This is his sixth year in the league. Dude. He's six foot two, 195 pounds from Northern Illinois. Um, I can't say I, you know, I, I frown at this pick. I've been asking for uh, taller cor- cornerbacks, and I've been getting taller cornerbacks. Which leads me to believe that we're going to be going after a Montez Sweat unless they trade it for uh, uh, to the Raiders for two more later draft picks. But I feel like we are going to go a Montez Sweat, an Ed Oliver, a Devin White route, maybe a Josh Allen if if he drops. I've seen that in a few mock drafts. That's if he drops. I doubt he will. But I think we are going to go defensive lineman or linebacker. Now that I've been seeing that they've been going after these taller, you know lengthy cornerback so look i'm gonna tell you one thing right now i'm one of the greatest uh team putter together there ever was okay i'll put a team together on paper we can do some uh we can have a draft with 30 people my team will be better than everyone and i'll show you i'll tell you one little secret to that you want to hear it it's called never make a fucking move that's not going to make you go to the super bowl I don't give a fuck about these little tiny little crumplet moves. Fuck this move. Oh, right? damn. Like, like, you got nobody. You overpaid for a fucking defensive lineman who sucks, by the way. Flowers sucks. I'll tell you that right now. He's not no elite lineman. You paid him huge money because no one realizes they have to pay him huge money because that's really $8 million in Florida. $14 million in, you know what I mean? Right. But anyway, so we go as we move on. They have not made one signing where I've been goo goo gaga over, and they haven't done that since what Pat Swilling back in whatever that was. I mean, Golden Tate was a great signing. I, I will, and you know I'm not a Golden Tate guy, but did you ever know that he jumped into the band and almost killed somebody on both Michigan and Michigan State games? Did you ever see that? He played for Notre Dame, right? Yes, but when he played Michigan and Michigan State, he dove in the band after a touchdown against both teams. And he physically hurt one guy. That one guy actually sued him from uh, one Notre of the Dame, or, no, or like no. the other bands. Yeah, our bands, like Michigan State. My band, my band. So you're talking about Vontez Perfect, and then Golden Tate does some stupid moronic shit. Did you yeah. ever see that? But but Golden Tate was how old in college? You know what I'm saying? Did he did, did he mature once he got to the NFL, or did he still uh, you know carry on to Vontez Perfect antics? That should be a uh, that might be a test at the combine. They put an ant on the ground, and if you splatter the fucking shit out of it with your shoe, oh, I'll, they I'll be, draft your ass. I'll, but I'll, if you like let it live, you like put it in your hand and like carry it outside to put grass, it on a blade of grass, and, like right? pet its head, dude. No, I'm, like, kill, I'm killing that ant. Okay, squash but, it. But yeah, but it doesn't say that I'm gonna be like the, the, the big head hunter. I'm gonna go out there and try to like uh, Mike Utley people. Like it's not, this is just not how you play the game, in my opinion. We're looking it up right here. Look it. There's two different ones, but I think they got one of them here. What? Oh, damn. He. It's not like he... They well, weren't even paying attention, bro. He could have well, broke someone's fucking neck, dude. Yeah, come on. Oh, what? God. Then guess what? He did it again against Michigan. 
So that's what I mean. He's a dick, dude. Oh, so he's a dick. All of a sudden, you're like, I love that Golden Tate signing, but he's a dick. Maybe I just like dickheady guys. I don't he's know. a dick. He's an asshole, man. He shouldn't play any game. But Vontaze perfect. Let me tell you about this angel. Hey, sometimes you got to pick a side on the show. You know, you can't just go kumbaya. All right, I'm pick telling your, you right now, though. I do like. Nose. I do like Vontaze perfect. I don't give a damn. Chris, who, who, name one linebacker on on, on Detroit Lions. Well, uh, Hightower or not Hightower? White Side? White Side. That's Whiteside. the wrong Lions. White Side. Who? Hassan Whiteside. He's not on the Lions. I know. Dude. I can't name you one. That's what I'm saying. He sucks. Yeah, dude. we have a horrible linebacker. So you wouldn't tell me that Vontaze Perfect wouldn't be. I would just take him. And if he did some crazy shit, guess what? There's laws and suspensions and fines, and that's what you get for that. That's all. You know. I guess I just don't. I don't like him as a human being. I just don't think anybody that's going to go out there and try to cause deliberate pain on somebody, deliberate injuries on somebody. Just there's, there's no there's no room for that. But I get what you're saying. You don't want a guy like that. You know, Lions uh, need to maybe go away from that route about, you know, getting somebody on merit and if they're a good person because we got stuck with fucking Matthew Stafford, you know. Let's, uh, this this was a couple weeks ago, but let's give this a shout-out, man, because one day we're going to be huge like Howard Stern. They're going to look back on these shows like oh, Lost you, Vault. Well, you know, you gonna... have been showing your ass on the show fucking lately, farting in the mic and oh, shit. Oh, shit. But check this out. Uh, shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, man. Uh, even though Ryan Shazier was a Ohio State graduate, uh, or not graduate, but player. But keeping him uh, on for his insurance. They kept him on for one more year, and I hope they do it for several more years because uh, that's just a class act thing to do, man. And I know that they're one of the teams in the league that are very, quote unquote, stingy when it comes to the money. And. I just thought that, that was a very class act thing by a huge, great organization that's proud and historic and has a lot of great things. And they have a guy named Juju Smith-Schuster. That's pretty good. Who stood up to your boy, Vontez Perfect. Huh? Schuster standing up to Perfect. I like Schuster. He knocked his ass out. Do you remember that? Yeah, I like him. He knocked his I, ass I, out. I, I like him, dude. Um, I liked uh, when AB announced his um, trade to the Raiders. Do you see what she, uh, Juju Smith posted? What's that? He posted a picture of him like catching the ball like in the back of the end zone, like you know, tight rope, tight roping. He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready to be like number one. I'm ready for all the passes." And and who's like l- a little bit in the background watching him? Vontas, AB. Oh, so he. I think he did that on purpose. You know, wow, let him know that man. like you know, I'm the guy. All the dudes in the background, you know, type deal without like coming out and saying it. A little passive aggressiveness from Love uh, it, dude. Uh, Juju Smith. So yeah, I like that too, man. But um, this is a big year for Juju Smith because this, he's his rookie deal was like eight hundred thousand. So now if he uh, he comes up has a huge year, he's gonna get some big money, man. And I'd love to see him on the Lions. Aha. I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Lions yeah, either, man. But they should have drafted him third round pick. Now he's the best one of the best in the league. You know I mean, what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean. This is what you get with wide receivers. I mean, we might get lucky with Galladay, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, they got lucky with A.B. A.B. came out of where? Central. What was he, like, third or fourth round to? They need to throw the ball to Galladay. We're not, we're not lucky. We know what we got. He, yes. He's a fucking great player. They had too many guys. And that's why I was happy when they got rid of Golden State, because they had too many damn guys. Golden at, State? Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> then they got rid of that Steph Curry. Golden Tate Warrior. Oh, man. But, yeah, dude, we got, you know, we got a, uh, about 15 minutes left. And you know what? I, I got to get into this, man. I got to get into, uh, oh, man. 
it's really upsetting nowadays when you go to the movies, you know? Okay. What, what, you went to the movies recently, right? Right. So I went to Imagine, and I went to AMC. Which which Imagine? Did you go Canton. to Nova or Canton? Okay, well, I usually go to Canton, because yeah. Tuesday is free popcorn day, which is good when you have family, you know? Well, free, all that, you free, know, free, 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 free. anything, yeah. Free, 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 free. Exactly. But I went to the AMC, or whatever it's called, on uh, Wayne Road. Like, not the Imagine, but it's a, it's another brand. MJR? MJR. That's the one across, that, that used to be that uh, show, Showcase Cinema Westland, right? Yeah, so okay. I don't know if there's... So many, um, what do you call that? Uh, just the type of people that go to that one or something. But there was 15 messages, uh, the candy telling you to be quiet. Like, okay, so they go, be quiet, stay Let's off your phone. Let's all go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. that one, but right? no, no, this was just like candy, like going, hey, shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> right. And then, like, literally five seconds later, Really, though, we'd really appreciate it if you turned your cell phone off. And uh, and then so as it goes on, you know, I'm like, okay, there's our two warnings, you know. We can get on with it. Six more warnings, dude. Like, turn your t- turn your phone off. You're just a flat-out prick. Brought to you by Geico. You know, right. and I'm like, what, what movie did you see? Uh, what did we see? Oh, we seen that fighting with the family. Yeah, know, okay. So, so then after the movie started, did everybody... Uh, Listen to the candy? Yeah. N- no, man. That's why I don't go to MGR, dude. Yeah, like like no offense, you got shacked on down the street, bro. Where, where do you think they're going to see? Well, I'm saying there? like they got too many damn warnings. Like after a while, you just want to be defiant. Like fuck your candy, dude. I'm, I'm looking at my God bless the goddamn raisin. That's telling me what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, I had a big issue with it, man. But uh, at least uh, and Imagine used to have that little thing. Hi, I'm the founder of MGM. Uh, Imagine, and we're gonna do the bright. I don't know what he does. I forgot it's some pin. I got the pin for the doogadoo, and I'm like, oh wait a minute. God, I didn't know Jason Witten started an Imagine <laughs> can- uh, Films or showcases. Whatever. You know what's funny is Jason Witten, they started talking about him, and every single person I've heard talk about Jason Witten said he's, he's the worst broadcaster they ever had. You know what? I think I just just, just play football. <laughs> the I'm football gonna... went in a spiral motion toward the guy's hand and then was received by the player called a catch. <laughs> like... <laughs> like Jason, are you okay today? I, I'm a, I, I'm gonna go play football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like, like done, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrible. Do you hear about the uh, the the proposal that Broncos are putting in? What about the um, onside kicks? No, no, I heard something about it. But what is it exactly? So there's like, dude, like 18 rule changes that are like been been proposed by different teams, mm-hmm. but this one with the Broncos, and it's all you know, pretty much pertaining to. Uh, replays and like you know the extent of replays and what can be called and what can be looked at whatever whatnot. But the one that kind of stood out to me was they're getting rid of they want to get rid of the offside. So if you want to if say you score a touchdown right you're down three points right two minutes to go you want to kick an onside kick instead of an onside kick they get to give you a chance to do one play and get fifteen yards. And if you get 15 yards, that's your onside kick. The American Lions Football League, I believe, is doing it right now. So so you score a touchdown, right? It's 10-7. You're going to kick off, and you opt to do an onside kick. Well, you're not going to actually do an onside kick. You get to do one play, and you have to get 15 yards on that one play in order to pretty much get the ball back. So your onside kick is taken away in a 15-yard one play is put in place of that for you to get back possession. Mm. Interesting to you or not? No. And I'll tell you why. 
that's just because you got guys like Drew Brees that throw 20 yards of play. I, here's the thing. That's too easy. The The reason why you have that rule in play is to keep kind of like a, what do you do that? Like, uh, you have to give the ball back, like in a one-on-one. You play, you shoot, either have keep sees or you got you got exchange sees. Yeah, you know, you got, what I mean? yeah, right, right. So just no, that, that that's what it's for. That's what's supposed to be hard to get the ball back. You know what I mean? Then what right, do you right. want? Eighty-two to seventy-two. You know what I mean? Like no. So I think, but here's the thing that I always always wondered about, and I do this in Madden. Well, I used to, but then they just won't let you do it anymore. You can go like this now. How many kickers can go like this and skip the ball, like up? Three yards in front of them, and then skyrocketed like fifty yards in the air. Not, you, you don't see it as much. Well, I'm saying you don't, but I, I would like spot kicking like that, where you kick it off the thing, it goes up, and then your guys are halfway down there, and then if he catches it, it's a live ball. You can knock him out, and then you fucking pick the ball up. So that should be implemented. So you want them to pretty much start off with like a punt, and they can drop kick it. No, no, I meant like there's there's kicks like like a uh, onside kick, but when you spike it off the ground, it's just like a regular kick. That, they're, they're actually looking that, normal. That's what they're that, that's what they're aiming to do on uh, onside kicks, Chris. They're aiming to kick it at the top, get it going, okay. so it can pop up. In okay, the air. but here's what you're not. Here's the thing. Okay, they're kicking it twelve yards to one side or the other, or oh. popping it up and letting it jump. I'm talking about. Once you skip it off the ground, it's a live ball, okay? Like, I mean, in the, at past 10 yards. Oh, past 10 yards, okay. So if you skip it, and then it goes about 40 yards, but it's in the air now, and so it's got some hang time to it. You know, I don't know how – there's guys that can do that kind of shit, you know? Bonk it off the thing, and it's up there a little ways. It's past 10 yards. Now the guy has to catch it. Now he has to catch it, or it's a live ball where they could catch it. No matter what, right. And then if he catches it, he can get his ass knocked out, and he can't fair catch it because it already went off the ground. Right, so it brings another aspect of just going. I'm gonna kick it back. I would. I, I was doing that for years. I think what you're what you're explaining is a onside kick. Yes, but it's not. <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't no. see any different from what you're explaining. An onside kick is to what okay, your what I'm trying of an to say is because what I'm trying to say is there needs to be more kicks. Uh, okay, if you don't spike it off the ground, then let's just say you kick it in the air, right? Say oh, if I'm gonna kick it, right? All right. Well, the whole NFL thing was like, I'll kick it through the end zone. Mel Gray not going to get me this time. Right. Kick it up high as hell in the air about at the 30, right, or at the 20, in, at the 15, right? And then if the guy, or do some weird, like, sidelines, you know, do some, you got to think about it. There's so much that can be, you're a soccer player. Think about it. There's so much they could do with that. Don't because I don't know. I'll show you what I'm talking about, but I can't really explain it as well. But I'm saying you can do like if you kicked it off. That's what I'm saying. It's not an onside kick, but it is. If I spike it off the ground and it shoots like a regular kickoff, almost. That's what they're trying. That's what that's what they aim to do on a onside kick. They're trying to I know, kick but, it at the top, spike it into the ground, pop it up that's in the air. That's, that's it. you you are defining what an onside what kick though. is. You're not getting what I'm saying though. I'm saying, but the kick comes out like a regular kick. But just not as far. That's what they're. Tr- that's what they're trying to do, and it just the, not everyone can do it like that. Chris. No, they kick it fifteen yards and uh, fifteen yards. I'm talking about the ball going down 40, 50 yards off the skip, and that way it brings in other elements. The guy can't fair catch it. There's the no way. There's no way a kicker can skip a kickoff off the ground, have it go forty yards into the air, forty yards downfield. 
They they okay. ba- they can okay. barely get it ten yards to the right or left. No, you want them to get it forty can, yards down the field and forty dude. yards above. There's guys that can kick. No it, way, not 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 skipping it how you want to. A drop kick, maybe a drop kick. Okay, so but not skipping it off the ground. I I doubt that. I doubt that can even be, you know, happen on a regular basis. So okay, what I'm saying is this. What if you kick it straight up in the fuck as high as you can? Different. But it's a little bit shorter. That's different. So what happens is the, the guy's down there, and he could be trying to get a fair cast, but it's so higher than usual, and then it hits him, and, it, and the guy gets but, it. But you got to think. But the don't thing just is, kick it off every time. But the thing is, boring. if you kick it up into the air, like you said, it has not touched the ground yet. So he is, he, he can have an eligible, he's eligible for a fair catch. Yeah. Is he not? Yeah. Right. So I think if, if you get somebody that can, I don't know, Toe punch the top of the ball and make it pop up like that. I just don't think that it's going to be. I mean, if it worked, if it worked, it's a kickoff. It would already been happening, right? Okay, okay. It's how not, about this? It, 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 it won't happen. How about this? Go ahead. Then there's no, then you don't have to touch the ground. So when a guy kicks, he finds that perfect range. Because here it is. Here it's like a gamble. If I pick. If I kick it for 30, 40 yards just past the 50, right, but it's in the air, and my guy can run down and intercept it, it's like an athletic get-in-front box-out play. Huh? I mean, <laughs> huh? I mean yeah, but. Because if your team doesn't get it, then the other team's got great field position. But now if you do get it, then you get the ball back. See, so it's a nice little. Now that's called special team. So just kicked it through the back of the end zone. Start at the twenty-five. Like it's a, come on, man. Let's try something different. I, Boring. No, I get you on that. That's why I do. That's why I kind of like the idea of this one play, fifteen yards. If you get it, you get it. If not, psh. think about that though. What I just said. You can kick it. It doesn't have to hit the ground. But then you'll start thinking about it. So if you want to kick it through the back of the end zone, that's fine. But if you want to kick it to like the 40 on a really high mark, and but your team can go down there like an onside uh, Hail Mary and go like this and, and intercept it. But if you miss it, you got, you're got you giving the other team so fucking the, so, great field So position. then you get to throw the halo rule out the window. What's the halo rule? That like you when a guy is, you know, fielding a ball, a punt, a kick, you can't you can't break a, but here's a three how, yard two or three yard halo around him. Here's here's the thing. How about this though? Between the thirty and the fifty, or the twenty five and the fifty, you're not allowed to hit the guy, but you can field the ball. Beyond the twenty five, you can hit him off the kickoff. Between the twenty five and the fifty, or between the twenty five and, and wherever you're kicking it from, you cannot hit the guy. I think you're asking. It's going to get too many people hurt. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm trying to avoid, okay, when I think the teams are trying to avoid this, okay? Okay. What happens in a football game that older men fucking despise, and I can't, I'm starting to get sick of it too. Touchdown, extra, okay, touchdown. Replay, about five, ten replays, uh, extra point that no one gives a fuck about. Okay. Commercial, 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 kickoff. Uh, kickoff through the end zone, and then maybe back to commercial, or... Or they start to drive. Think about that. Boring, 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 boring. And then you get a little action in between. They need to get rid of the boring. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's starting to, you know what I mean? Like Right. And, and, how, and how boring would it be to either watch somebody kick a ball out of the back of the end zone, all right, or try to kick it to skip it off the ground and pop it in the air, or see a 15-yard special, you know, play? Because it's special teams, right? 
So why not, why not have a little trickery trickeroo when you're doing those too? So I think that would be a little more intriguing to see if they can pull off a 15-yard you know, trick play so they can get possession. I think that would be different. I think it would be cool. I mean, the you know, American Lions Football League is doing it right now. You know, it's not too bad. They're on the NFL Network. I've, I haven't watched any of the games, though. The thing I know, they, they came out with, I'm a card collector. I like to, me and my buddy at work, we, we jump into baseball. We like to get, it, it's a money thing. You can make some serious money on it. Um, here's what I've always wanted to see, and I thought the Arena League, there's been a lot of people that come out of the Arena League and be successful. Jay Gruden, the coach for the Bears. There's been a lot of people. I think that the, the flag should go up. Behind the kicking net, okay, and have a sliver, a smaller sliver, in the back. That's true, and that should be a one point or a or or if you think about it, have it like a bullseye, right? And if the kicker kicks it in a the bullseye, they get the ball back, dude. Something like that. Now that would be fucking good, dude. And then you're like, I feel like now you're bringing aspects of the fucking, uh, you know, the combine to it. You know, let's have a moving target, and uh, you know, quarterback gets to hit the moving target to get the two points. Something like, like now it's going to be like, oh, there's a big uh, ring of fire. You know, he's got to you know dive through the ring of fire. And he, you got to evolve. Right. Sport, yeah, exactly. Uh, you got the blue tip uh, chalk on the football, dude, and Randall Cunningham out there, dude. Right. Uh, you, know, you know what that reminds me of? Remember that one? Uh, I don't know if it was a Powerade or a uh, uh, Gatorade commercial, but, like, the dude goes to dunk in the, in the basketball, like, the rim's, like, moving around. They're like, yeah, this is how it's going to be later on today. 15-foot rims, basketball's moving around. And it's like, no, dude. It's like, I don't want him to change it that much. But I don't mind. I don't mind. The kickoffs, they mess with the kickoffs and, you know, special teams a little bit. I, I wouldn't mind doing that because I think m- them moving it closer and also getting nothing but touchbacks in every kickoff is pointless. Just if it's to that point, dude, just just put it on a 25, you know, after every uh, score and just, you know, call it that. I agree. Um, I, you know, I, I want to announce, uh, make an announcement here um, while we got it. Um, we're going to have new segments on the show next week. We got some homework. Uh, we're going to have you make a segment as well. My segment's going to be called Four for Four. And um, Faux for Faux, actually. Faux for Faux. Um, Faux for Faux. Faux for You're going to have to answer four questions correctly. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about like the caller. I'm going to try to get a caller. Okay? okay. If the caller answers the four questions, they'll get some sort of prize. And one of the questions is going to be this, and I'm going to test this out on you. Ready? Um, we're going to have questions, and it's going to be like, where did Golden Tate play college football? Yeah, Notre Dame. Okay. And then we will have some easy ones. But then we're also going to pull out uh, stuff like this. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. You put a hole through your seat, buddy. <laughs> you know what's funny? It was, it was still going. Oh. You forgot to answer a question, huh? No, no, I just have to type it in. Hold on. I should have, like, here it is. Okay, music. All right. All right. Music, so we're, okay. So you Yeah, so once in a while, I'm going to play, like, a little clip from something. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it, and then I want you to guess what it is. Like... This is a Nintendo game. Am I right? Is it a game? A video game? Is it for Nintendo? Um, regular Nintendo? Is it for Nintendo 64? 
Nintendo Super Nintendo? They had them on Super Nintendo, but this one was for Sega Genesis. It gets picked up right here. Watch. Is this the football club? The quarterback club? No. Is this Joe Montana football? Bill Walsh football? Yeah, no boy. way, is it? Woo, Shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah, it 95. is. Bill Walsh. Get out, dude. dude. That was, was the greatest song ever, dude. I don't know how he broke that down. Like, it starts getting crazy. Um, dude. I, I think, I think I played that one. I played Joe Montana's football. And my one of my favorite one was the quarterback club. You ever played a quarterback club? Yes, that, was that one was a fun. good. That was a fun yeah. game too. Wow. But we're gonna have so so. What I'm saying is, you see how you're not gonna be able to guess that many guesses we're gonna make it a time time thing okay and uh we'll actually pay out 25 to 50 bucks i'll pay it out but you have to get foe for foe and we're gonna have a bunch of different segments next week we gotta get some segments going man yeah we're too good at this to be fucking but you know what we had a show today i was uh, uh, a little under uh you know a little had a couple beverages the night before <laughs> yeah um and uh but uh yeah, we got. What's going on with the? Uh, your, what are you? What are you? What are you going to do today? You crashing? You going to watch uh, the tournament again? Oh man, um, you've been posting on the tournament, I'm, man. Do I'm, I'm watching the tournament like crazy. I'm watching the tournament, and plus today is double XP in for two K nineteen. So I'll be playing uh, Mad Wreck and Pro Am games. This is double XP today, so I'll probably piss off the wife and just not want to <laughs> do anything. But. We we went and saw us yesterday. We you know had a couple drinks, enjoyed the you know the movie was really good. Came home, watched a little TV, but you know I think we're gonna stay in today. I'm trying to save money, man. We're you know we're in between houses. Tell me about it, man. You know we're we're, we're still diligently looking for a house. That shit's annoying. I can't stand Lamonia, it, man. No, Lamonia. further. We're looking in Brighton area, bro. I want to end up in like Holland, Michigan, on the far left side of the like uh, Michigan. When I'm done, I want to retire. We have to, we have to uh, do K Radio Two. We'll have another one. No, nah, man, we're gonna, don't worry. We're gonna have like we'll have, we'll have remote podcasts dude, where you could just you know pull up and do a podcast on the beach if you wanted to, doggy. And the taco truck. No, I'm just kidding. Taco hey. truck. That sounds good right now, bro. Next week, more segments. The the introduction of Fofo Fo. Fofo I like that. I'll, I'll bring something too. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. But I like the Fofo Fo. Yeah. We got to have the Fofo Fo, dude. You know, and right now, we're going to try the first ever four for four. Fofo Fo. You want to do it with me? I'm doing it right now. All right. And after this, um, we got to hit the a little bit of word for the sponsors. We do. We so, go. so that's, that's how we'll end it. So full for four is to be the last thing. <laughs> yes. And then we're going to say goodbye till next uh, Sunday. So go ahead. Okay. For number one, F- former 49ers coach that ended up coaching for the Detroit lions. Mariucci. I'll take it. It's Mariachi, but I'll no, <laughs> Mariachi. Okay. The Cucarachi. Former <laughs> offensive coordinator that drove through the window. Wendy's buck naked. Oh my god. Is it Jim Bob Cooter? <laughs> no. Hey, you do not get the twenty five. Do you see what I'm saying? How hard yes. it is, bro? Who was who was that? He was a Lions. Um yeah, he just had his name but that Joe something. Joe um uh, I just had his name in my head right when I asked the question. Dude, you're killing me. It was Joe something. <laughs> It wasn't Lombardi, was it? Yeah. No, no. Lombardi's been good, dude. 
it oh. was oh, I can't think of his name, dude. He was right before Jim Bob, wasn't he? Yep. Yep. Oh God, dude, that's a good one. That's a really good know, one, Chris. That's, I mean. that's a good one. I don't want to give my good ones away. Oh, Joe Cullen. Joe that's, Cullen. That's yep. what it was. I knew. I knew it was our. our I knew it was our. Our uh, OC. What were the other two ones you're gonna give me? Who were uh, name both the players that were in uh, the car crash uh, for the Detroit Red Wings? Konstantinov. That's one. And was it Igor Lirianov? No. Slava Fatisov. Yeah, dude. God, fo- those fo- are good fo- ones. Fo- okay, so I'm, I'm one for three right now. Let's go, go two for four. So there you go. Let me, let me do the last one. Who's the last the one? The last quarterback to quarterback the Lions while Barry Sanders played. Who was the last quarterback? Mitchell? Charlie Batch. It was Charlie Batch, huh? One year, yeah. Wow. Year, I was yeah. I was either gonna go with him or um number seventeen, a player that used to be a stalwart with the Kansas City Chiefs, played for the Lions one year when a quarterback got hurt and he had a stellar ass year. Who was the player? He was a quarterback? Yep. This what, is gonna blow what year, your mind. What year was this? I don't know exact year. Late nineties? Yeah. It wasn't Kramer, was it? Dave Craig. Dave Remember Craig? Craig, man, dude? Really? Remember he played pretty good that year, dude? Huh. He actually played good. I like the fo 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 next week to be getting $50 to anyone who gets all four questions right. We'll have callers in immediate. We'll have it going. We also got Sasha's a couple segments he's going to create. We're going to create other segments. This is going to be a poppin' show. It's talking. Shoot. See you next week. Let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I bet you'd love more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, a specially selected toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? It's not hard. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code FREE57 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping, when you enter offer code FREE57. That's F-R-E-E 57 at adamandeve.com. For the best Italian fare in Metro Detroit, you've got to try Bella Piatti. Venetian-born chef Francesco Apollonia prepares his style of Italian cuisine using only the finest ingredients. Located at 167 Townsend in Birmingham, Michigan, across from the Townsend Hotel. Open for lunch and dinner Tuesday through Friday or dinner on Saturday night. Check out our happy hour Tuesday through Friday from 4 to 6.30 p.m. at the bar or on the patio. Enjoy $6 appetizers, $3 glasses of wine, and $2 off cocktails. Call 248-494-7110 for dining room reservations. Bella Piatti in Birmingham. Shannon Razorblade from House of Razorblades inviting you to come rock out with me at this year's Brews and Brews Fest. Tons of local craft brews and lots of mosh pits for their other bruises. March 29th and 30th at Diesel Concert Theater in Chesterfield, Michigan. Two stages, two days, 20-plus bands, four nationals. 
Battle Cross, A Killer's Confession, Goat Whore, The Convalescence. Pick up your tickets at drozone.biz.